0: let's go Ooh, what's up everybody welcome to binge town tv this is kathleen we've got luke jimmy and paul breaking down haunting of hill house today we got episode eight witness marks and episode nine screaming memes where are we at boys where's our heads at
1: insane like, <laughs> i don't know there's so much we're getting so much information in these two episodes and it's been like a phenomenal payoff. I just can't imagine what's going to happen in the in the next episode.
2: Yeah, great episodes. And one thing I want to say is as the season's been going on, I was definitely the most scared of like the first and maybe it was the second or third episode and then it kind of chilled out for a while but these last two were scary again (laughs) and i guess that's it heightens all the tensions for me personally because i'm a little bitch but in terms of story it was great it connected so many dots that we've been talking about back and forth theorizing all these characters are getting the we're getting some answers that we needed to hear and these were two great episodes cannot wait for the finale
3: yeah i can't wait for the both of you to give us some more theories now that you have A lot more answers. I mean, these these two episodes give you a lot. So there's still a lot to be figured out in episode 10. But I just want I'm excited to hear your theories.
0: Yeah. Witness Marks has always been one of my favorite episodes. I love the entire Steve and Daddy Crane car ride, the, all of it, whether it's ta- actually talking about the witness marks on the clock or them talking about uh, Daddy Crane talking about his relationship with Liv. And that jump scare is the best of the of the season of the series. Uh, that
2: so, conversation yeah. was one of the best of the entire series. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like looking around and who I was sitting, I was sitting watching with my sister and I was like, what the fuck just happened? That was yes. so much information. I loved every second of it. My notes were going wild for that part.
3: And how many times? There's been a couple times where Hugh has been wanting to like give that information, like at the the night before the funeral when he's like, "Oh, now you want to do this? All right, fine. I'll start giving you some answers." Like that could have happened, but it, the fact that it's just him and Steve talking
2: in the car. And I'm definitely gonna say that I'm starting to switch my opinion that that hot mama version that he, older Hugh is starting to see that sees all the time. I think is more of a defense coping mechanism now knowing what we know after hot mama's episode.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right Paul, are you like it, it doesn't feel right that she would be the same entity that we saw go through the whole dream state haunting of episode 9.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just so confusing. I could see it being both ways. I'm not leaning more one or the other at this point. I totally see how it could be coping mechanism, especially since he explicitly said it mm-hmm. to Steve. But I don't know. Anything so, goes. In this if show. you
2: do, hypothetically, if you do still think that it is the hot mama's ghost, mm-hmm. are you saying that that's the same ghost as the one that Luke is getting pulled into the house and seeing at the end of episode nine? Because then they would be the same.
1: Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's there's, what's making me
2: think it's not the same entity.
1: Uh, well, the fact that there's two hot mom ghosts, one well, that's zombified. Right, right. And with the head split. And the there's one that, so
4: many versions. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say
1: there's a million versions. And like, and then there's like the other one where she looks normal and basically holding her hands out, telling them to come here. Like, I don't know.
2: See, I thought that was closer to like how it is in um, Pirates of the Caribbean with all the the ghosts that are. I mean, with all the bad pirates under black under. God, I can't even remember his name. Whatever. You know, when they go into the moonlight, all the cursed yeah. people they become the zombies. I thought Barbosa? like yeah, 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 that's exactly what I was asking about. Barbosa's crew, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. think like the good-looking version of the mom's ghost is the same one, but just yeah, less just malice going on when she's the gray-eyed version.
1: Different form.
3: I
2: don't know. I guess I now think... that I'm talking about it, I, I'm
0: talking myself <laughs> out
3: of it. There will be next episode more given where I think you guys, will. it'll be interesting to see what you have to say after that.
4: Okay,
0: cool we start this episode off and you kind of get an answer to a question you were wondering about just with them at the fertility clinic. So Steve and Lee are there. They're obviously having issues getting pregnant. And how fucked up is it when you find out why they're not getting pregnant?
1: Oh yeah. I thought he was depressed in the waiting room just because he didn't want to have kids and maybe it just wasn't working out yet. But when you do find out that he was just lying the whole time, I was like, you bastard. Yep. Yeah.
0: I would be so mad. Like, Who lets it get to a fertility well, clinic? That's psychotic. Like, well, they say, it's sociopathic, sorry, honestly.
1: They say how long you've been trying. And then Lee responds with two years and four months. Right. So he's been well lying to her longer than that. But lying to her during this period specifically is just horrible. It's literally when he has the
3: conversation with with Daddy Crane and he's like, well, you know, we were going out, then we were engaged, then we were married. I just never thought it would be a good time to tell her. Well,
0: <laughs> well guess what? You can reverse a, a vasectomy, like yeah, you, well, yeah. you know, in in well, the office when we'll, he's like sip, sip <laughs> snap snip, snap, snap or whatever. Well,
3: that's that's <laughs> probably another reason why he hasn't told her, you know, because he doesn't want her to make him reverse it or make him stay, you know.
2: Give him the ultimatum. I'm going to tell
0: you right now that's a that's a divorce for me. Oh, like well, you don't you don't be. go back from that. Yeah.
2: This was such a low level mystery in my opinion because it kind of they stepped away from it since Luke's episode back in 4 when we see him go, like that's the last time it was brought to our forefront that they're not together and I guess for a minute when when old Hugh is talking to him in the funeral home when they're catching up a little bit but I forgot that I wanted to know this answer of yeah. why they got divor- or why they split for a little bit. Um, and it was it, it it fit perfectly because how i viewed steve this whole series he still kind of sucks he always sucked he sucked a little bit more in the beginning though yeah and then as you get more and more into seeing why his perspective is so sucky it makes sense cuz he's so hung up on the mental illness aspect of the show and the family that i get where he's coming from
3: yeah and i mean it it's also important now because when he was talking to luke during nell's funeral scene and he's saying You know, you need to get your shit together. He says, it's in our genes. It's just in our genes. Like, that's why it's been alluded to that he's worrying that it's going to go to his children.
2: Yeah. And he doesn't know what we know. So I get that perspective. Doesn't mean I like him, though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just tell your wife, hey, I don't want to have kids (laughs) because I think they're going to be sick or something, even though that's still a weird thing to do. because
1: Well, what makes it so much worse, too, is. The nurse asked him, you know, how old are you? And Steve's like 39. I think Lee says something around that age. And that's why she's like, you know, we want to get it figured out as quick as possible. You know, I only got a few years left. And that's what's fucked up because she in her head is thinking, I only have a few years left. It needs to happen ASAP, and he's like, "Oh,
4: I'll I'll find a good time."
2: (laughs) But it makes even more sense hindsight after watching the episode of why he was so against it because in this moment he starts seeing. Live yeah. through the window, and like the ghost is there, and that's exactly what he's trying to avoid with having kids. Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah.
1: it was live. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it yeah. was live or now. Yeah, so
3: that's funny because you guys did that for another time when you were like, "Is that live or now?" And this time, as a vet,
1: I actually was looking at it and
3: I was like, "Is that live or now?" But I, I, live. I it's live. Liv, yeah. Liv. I, sure. I had to rewind. Then it's live. Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: But anyway, yes. As a girl, as a woman, not being able to get pregnant is everybody's biggest fear i mean mm. every, if that's something you want not being able to have children even if you really really want it, it's the most the thing you want the most is fucking devastating yeah so, fuck you steve yeah right. fuck you steve
3: and he's been doing some
1: jerking too right? yeah. <laughs> that i totally forgot
0: about <laughs> that's <laughs> all you bro how'd you
2: miss
4: that yeah, I, right I,
1: <laughs> I was cracking up when i saw that and Sheila looked at him and was like you know it was a week ago Two weeks Two ago, w- yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, jerking it, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we flash back to the funeral home. It's the uh, present day, and they're arguing about Luke using Cheryl's car, trying to figure out where he is, trying to get a ping on it. They're arguing about who broke the house, and and I like this line that Theo says because they're kind of worried about Luke, and she's worried he's gonna hurt himself like suicides can cluster in families especially in twins I was like fuck that's dark
1: yeah I was like why would you fucking ever say that suicide fact yeah, I mean like, read the room yeah I mean but it, it makes sense that she would know
3: that because she's psychiatrist psychologist whatever her doctor definitely
2: is. yeah and Cheryl's being a bitch this whole scene <laughs> like she kind of is the really entire she's unbelievable <laughs>
3: man I totally forgot how awful she really is
2: it's uncool whatever not gonna not gonna dwell on that but they decide that Luke is most likely going to I, I don't remember the name of this place, but it's just like the open drug market area mm-hmm. that's close by
0: meth methadone mile or yeah, me- something, meth- like, that. something yeah. like
2: that. Yeah. And
3: he's going to st- get well. He's trying to get he's well. trying to
2: get well. And Steve decides I'm going to go drive out and look for him. And then older Hugh forces his way through and says, like, I need to come with you. This is my family. We're going to do this together.
0: Yep. And we do get that little beat that Theo is like to Hugh, are we really not going to tell them what we saw? Which I like because when we were discussing it- That cleared it up for me. yeah, yeah. exactly. I
2: I was going to bring that up. Yeah. So now that's our first shared experience of not children seeing ghosts. Yep. Yeah, which is cool. And now we're going to flash back to young Hugh and Steve finishing the basement with the black mold area. And what we have is- Young Hugh saying that uh, Liv is going to be staying at Aunt Janet. she's going away for a little bit.
1: Young Steve is saying, like, I want to help. I want to help. Hugh's like, you know, I'm dealing with some dangerous chemicals like you've already helped enough. He says, you know what? Eventually, you know, you can help me. Your mom's going away. I need you to look after your siblings. Like, can you do that? Right. She's like, yeah. Yeah, I can do that.
0: He feels like such... He just wants to help, and you can see his face light up, like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it sucks, because you see him as a kid just wanting to be with his dad and impress his dad and obviously help him. And as an adult, he's like, fuck you, yeah. dude. It's such a sad contrast. But this is also where we see him run up and pass the clockmaker, which yep. is the yeah, best. Yeah, which uh,
1: the first time I saw it, I really didn't think anything of it. I had a fleeting thought, and I was like, that dude is dressed really he old he out of place right yeah like, I, I was the like,
2: same exact thought but I didn't think it was worth
1: yeah e- exactly like it's just a, a fleeting thought and then you move past it because you're like no way that fucking means anything he has a handlebar mustache and like hmm. the old time he had he looks like he's from the 1800s yep
0: that's the zinger when Hugh is saying it to Steve he's like especially not a fucking guy with a handlebar mustache yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah so funny it's i don't so good. even
2: i guess just talking to you specifically paul i don't even know what to make of this besides okay another ghost is this gonna hint at the fact that end game of the show could be somehow worked into a time loop or like maybe the ghosts are linked in or locked in like something time wise that's the only thing i can i definitely
1: to. i definitely think so and i have another theory coming up um it's in actually next episode so
4: okay i'll we'll talk, talk about to that, yeah, sure. yeah
1: more but yeah there's definitely like some time loop shit going on here
2: so young steve is walking through the house and this is when he walks in on hot mama having the conversation that we get next episode Mm -hmm. when she's in the twins room by herself and the quote i have here is what do you mean sweetheart of course you're safe with me yeah and that's when she snaps out of her dream and turns around and sees steve Mm check for the twins
0: yeah like you're fucking freaking me out mom (laughs) cheryl Cheryl in the next episode and Steve in this one looking at her like are you okay Yeah, yeah. is really good of the kids <laughs> I believe them I'm like I'm scared too yep lady you're scaring us <laughs> yeah that would
1: suck you like literally are a kid and your mom is like you can't rely on her for anything <laughs> yeah. because she's trying to kill her kids we don't know <laughs> that yet um
0: <laughs> they're in the car having small talk and he brings up Lee and it's so sad Steve's like fuck off and Hugh is like, oh, I thought I'd just ask my son. I haven't seen him in a while. Like, ask about his life. But I like the part where Hugh is talking about how good and solid they were. Because we skipped that line in an earlier episode where Hot Mama, Ghost Hot Mama, or Coping Mechanism Hot Mama says, like, don't, don't think that. We were solid. Yeah. We were solid. And I really like that That's a that big stuff. theme
2: for mm-hmm. the next – I think it's both these episodes, how they keep mm-hmm. talking about he grounded me and I – yeah elevate his career that, or whatever that's this is.
1: that's uh this she was the clay and
0: i was the line
1: yeah he says that for the first time which i loved I was
0: yeah like, that's cool
4: mm-hmm. like it,
0: without him she'd go untethered and float away i really right. liked it but the but the best part i thought was when he tells the story about how they separated for a little bit and when he came back i just think this is so applicable to life and i like keep this thought with me that he's saying before when they fought, it wasn't like this, but afterwards they fought with love and everything. I'm like, that is so sweet. And, and anybody <laughs> who's married out there, that's
2: what I would have skipped over. This. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, when you're in the middle of fight, like you're safe, you're forgiven. There's no danger. You could, and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I may or may not have used that line. In real life.
2: My My takeaway was that Hugh says that that her him and Liv were together for a good 15 years and five years before that. And I personally would easily take 20 prime years of Hot Mama (laughs) to get haunted for the rest of my life.
1: (laughs) I was just thinking that like 20 years ago, Hot Mama. Oh, my God.
4: Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm clipping that and we're putting (laughs) that on the story. That's perfect.
1: Um, One thing here, I've got to give some points to Steve. That actually made me like his character a little bit more because this conversation kind of starts with old Hugh on the phone, like calling hospitals and Steve's like, why are you doing that? Like he doesn't even, he might not even ID. He's not going to be in a hospital yet. He like needs to OD first or he needs to buy meth and then OD to go to a hospital. Yeah. Something mean. And then he was like, well, what do you want to do? Drive around? Like we're never going to find him in the city of 700,000 people or whatever. And Steve was like, no, I'm not just looking for a Jeep. I'm looking for a green beat-up Jeep with two Annie DeFranco stickers. Yeah. And, like, the fact that he actually had a plan and was looking for details and, like, knew his sisters. He's stuff. got some experience looking for Luke, man. <laughs> yeah. you know?
0: Dad, and I also took it as, okay, Dad, you haven't even been around. You wouldn't even begin to know. I know what the fucking stickers on the back of the truck look like. Yeah. I I, th- I loved that part, too, Paul. It was good. I'll try not to curse so much. I'm really, I'm really throwing the F-bombs around today. But this is prime bitch. (laughs) Sure. It's so bad. What
3: what, what kind of bitch Kathleen?
0: A fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She's going. The kids are going trick or treating Uh, with Kevin and I'm so glad he made it as daredevil. Yeah. But I do like I Captain Wayne. And that's
3: a cool mm-hmm. version of Daredevil, that doing the, like uh, the bandana over his one. eyes. Yeah. Mm, really? That's yeah. awesome.
2: There's yeah. a fan. There's a Marvel
3: fan yeah, in the right that, That's a cool version of Daredevil if you can't get your mask going.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I did realize he wasn't wearing the mask. Yeah. I didn't even realize that it was a different version of Daredevil. Yeah. I thought he was like Zorro. Yeah, and then he goes up to Cheryl and is like, <laughs> can we talk when I get back? She goes, how? You're going to be in the hotel.
4: Bitch. <laughs> and Bitch. he. T-
1: I can't believe he had the patience to just be like, OK, I want to go take my kids. <laughs> and and goes, I, I want to let you. this go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love you. What'd she say? Like, be safe or something like that? Yeah, you just, you just ignored him. But like, Turned it's funny
3: because off. obviously we find out later that Kevin didn't do anything wrong. Mm-mm. And he, so he's just a saint,
2: man. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Like, goddamn saint.
0: Something wrong with him in the first place for being with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. so
2: Cheryl is getting nice and wine drunk. Mm hmm. And that's when we get the first doorbell rings. She's just sitting there trying to let it ring. Maybe the kids will go away. Happens three separate times. And when she finally gets up, she goes to the porch and classic scary genre. No one's there.
3: Now, let me interrupt you really quick, Paul. I see you give me some pointies and we might. Are we going to be some. talking
1: about the same thing with a little forever home piece? Ooh, yeah. I love that, <laughs> Dude. Okay. So she picks it up like while she's getting wine drunk on the floor yeah. underneath her desk. Classic Robin Trubowski move. Yep, <laughs> you wouldn't know, Kathleen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's looking at this piece and she's like, "What the hell?" And she like doesn't recognize it. And I was like, "Shit, is that the black mold wall in the basement?" Yeah. It was. Yeah, dude, this I don't like, like, lean. I still don't even know what that means. So it's it was... just
3: supposed to be, it's mold. So like, you know, the whole, the house is being. Ah. She picks it up
0: and it's and it's dark.
3: Yeah, she's going, what gotcha. the hell is this? And she's looking at it like there's mold, you know, there's mold on it. Yeah. It looks
0: like the wall when Hugh rips down the, the plastic and it's just fucking yeah, mold yeah, yeah, everywhere. Okay. That's what it looks like. Okay, cool. Okay, I okay, that okay, okay. That's so
1: cool. look forward to that in episode 10. Mm. (laughs) I hope.
2: so now this is the second part of the car conversation and this is we kind of touched on a a lot of this earlier this is the steve's never having kids in his life conversation right
0: and this is the police reports which is fucked up if i'm steve i don't know the story i i hate daddy hugh too
2: do the kids
3: know that she fell like off the top of the stairs because because that is easily answered like a cracked skull and a broken ankle well The
0: cracked skull is from falling, but she had a contusion on the back of her head as well. Right, I'm just
3: saying, like... And
0: the arms, like...
3: Yeah, no, no, I get it, it. I get it. No, I get it. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if Daddy Hugh gave them anything at all. Like, oh, well, she fell. Like, obviously, they know
1: she died. I just don't know if he told her, like...
0: They had to know how she she, killed herself.
1: Or Hugh wouldn't even say that she killed herself. She wouldn't give the kids anything. So that's why, if I was Steve, and I was like, you're not telling me anything, but I found information where she had... I had contusion of fucked up ankle and a busted head, like a melon or whatever he said.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And bruises on the top of your arms. Like somebody grabbed her really hard. And this is the
2: same perspective that the cop was coming from in the last episode saying, you're not giving us much here, man. Uh, We understand that you think she died, but because of all these random injuries she has, you're, you're suspicious. If you walk out of here with giving us more information of, of those last three hours in the house, you're gonna have to get a lawyer. Fast
3: forwarding a little bit to let next episode, I actually, as a vet, couldn't remember exactly what happens to her. Like I thought it was actually similar to Nell, where she hangs herself. So it's even worse for Hugh because he could have just thrown her off the, the balcony yep. for on for their point of view as the cops, you know.
2: So it was similar. I mean, we're gonna talk no. about this when it happens, but what well,
0: I mean
3: is she didn't hang herself. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. As yeah. somebody who watches a lot of fucking crime stuff. And a lot of cop procedural shit, you can tell if somebody just falls right, off like shit yeah. versus jumps or versus get versus getting pushed. They can literally tell the trajectory off of mm-hmm. the. And the Dexter blood. can so, tell
1: by the blood spatter. Exactly,
0: yeah. that's my latest. For and
1: sure. right here we get for the first time, old Hugh says she threw herself off the staircase.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, so that that was we knew at least a little bit of the area where she died. Right, right.
2: None of us have the the police report written down, do we? Because that was blowing my fucking mind. I he's just started reading off all the uh, facts.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was head busted open like a melon, bruises on, on her upper arms like somebody grabbed her really hard, twisted ankle, uh, head contusion from being slammed against the wall.
2: Yeah, all of that is uh, so enough for me to hate my dad mm-hmm. and want nothing to do mm-hmm. with him until I got more data.
0: <laughs> Give me more
2: data points. Something because you're fucking <laughs> something's are off here. Luke's <laughs> about
1: big data. Man. <laughs> yeah,
3: but it's, yeah, that's that's just crazy. Like, I mean, we we talk about how, you know, we think they're being asses to him. But to be honest, yeah, literally your mom dies. The dad disappears, pretty much sends you to your aunt, doesn't tell you anything about it. And you have to go to the police report, see the police report. And then that makes him look worse. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would never be talking to him at all.
0: After next episode, we'll really get to dig into all the characters and their flaws once we have all of the full story i can't wait to actually deep dive after that it's gonna be great
1: dude this next scene this is two times now two times deuce where (laughs) one of the kids have said to clara like hey i found this in the game room
2: mrs dudley
1: yeah clara dudley
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Mrs. Dudley goes, the where? Yeah. Oh, I found it upstairs. That's twice now. Yeah. The first time was with a couple stars. So that's helping build on knowledge that we get, you know, in the next episode or two, where there's this room. So far, I, th- I think at least that just changes for everybody. Well,
2: it's the same thing as the as the treehouse. Right.
1: Well, that, that treehouse, like, is the room no it's Whoa. not never mind no <laughs> that doesn't really? make sense i don't know that's what i thought it was but just because like that Luke... is
2: the red room that they're all in no not the red room versions i don't think the cool. red
1: room is this room either i think they're two separate things okay because like the kids at least young cheryl and young steve both at one time said in the game room and there is no game room or they don't know what they're talking about. Now
2: my mind is just going towards the theory of the red room changes to whatever the person that you opens it or uses it is meaning like for hot mama, it was, well, the, it was the killer line. tea party room. And then for like Luke, it could have been the, I don't know, but I I'm probably over. Well, she had
1: things. that line where she said, "Nell said you found the key. Can I tell you a secret? We are the key. I mean, is that like room of requirement that from awesome. Harry Potter?
0: I love that line. Yeah. they just said that to,
2: to. I do. We're probably talking about nothing. We're talking right out our ass.
1: <laughs> We're never gonna get. it. I'm anything.
0: gonna tell you. I agree with you guys. Where this was my probably one of my favorite mysteries to be solved because I caught it too. My first watch being like, "What the fuck?" So, <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. it's cool.
3: So lay it out real quick. What are all the room? What are all the times that someone
1: has said about a room, and then they're like, "What?"
2: I just have the treehouse, the game house, or the game room.
1: When the mom says the reading room. Reading room. Yeah. And I think Nell or Theo is like... Oh, my God. She was like, what room is she talking about? Like reading So room. Nell has her playroom.
3: Steve has the game room. Luke
2: has the treehouse. Luke has
3: the treehouse.
2: Cheryl. Sh- <laughs> Cheryl's I don't know. like the least important kid. The, mom, say, the right? mom
3: has the reading room. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the only ones, right?
2: That I could think of off the top of my head, yeah.
3: And every time it's, it's Mrs. Dudley saying what room, except for when the mom says I'll be in the reading room, that's later. And then they say, you know, which one's the reading room, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, shit.
0: There's uh, also a part where Steve says he's probably in his treehouse. So they're looking for Luke. And yeah. he's, like, he's in his
2: treehouse. And the and
4: mom laughs. I'm just
2: attributing all that to being like a mystery. It's a house. There's probably random things that happen that it's so, easily, it's so easily skippable in the writing process of the next episode. They don't need to answer them and it would still make sense. What if they do? We're going to fucking... I'm going to freak out. They better they answer it. I <laughs> hope <laughs> they do. Alright, let's keep going though.
0: We get information on Poppy's vanity that Steve finds and Mrs. Dudley is really the knowledge we get Miss Dudley in every episode is truly only to give you the history of what's happening she freaks me out when some of the like the one she has with Hot Mama next episode I'm like I didn't even write anything down because I was like this is a lot for
3: me she cracks me up because she's like Hot Mama's age and she talks like she's from 500 years ago she's (laughs) like the young man said he wanted some paint like
4: (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, like super buttoned up Christian. Yeah, she spits facts, though.
0: Yeah, we get some information on Poppy, which was cool. Met her husband in the insane asylum. She was wackadoodle. And
2: Poppy's husband was top hat.
1: William Hill,
2: the one that that buried himself inside the in the moldy wall. Yeah. Okay.
1: right. That's.
0: I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I, yes, I'm pretty sure. w- I made
1: a note Me last too. episode. William Hill yeah. is, is the is yes,
2: yes, Yes, he is. So Mrs. Dudley tells us that both Poppy and William were eventually diagnosed as clinically insane. They were put into that insane asylum for the rich kids that are just buried away. Uh, that's... Just a good backstory, I guess, for some some Hill characters that we.
3: Yeah. So dark William was the one that was hidden away. And then Poppy was found by William at the Essayne asylum. She's there. And then there are, she's a Hill because they got married. OK.
0: Oh, he's the Hill. That makes sense for the last name. Right. <laughs> I'm stupid.
2: Yeah. And this scene ends with Steve. Yeah. Wanting to get the paint to repair the uh, the vanity.
0: Was there mold on the bottom of the thing? Yeah, when he's so painting? I wanted to see if this you get This is the yeah. first time I caught it. In- yeah,
1: there's no and, and that fucker paints over it? Yeah. No, that's not how you handle mold.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Mom, here's your death vanity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all
2: right, so now we're back into the funeral home with mm-hmm. Cheryl again. And she's all acting all pissy, throwing out the forever, forever home when the doorbell rings again. And then there starts to be knocking on the door and she goes back out onto the porch, hits the lights on. She's pissed again because she thinks it's just some kids pranking her. Uh, she walks back inside and this is when she sees the, James the, Lafferty, the, the yeah. ghost for the, what, who is that?
0: His, his actor's name is James Lafferty. Okay.
1: RGG.
2: I love
0: you, James.
1: Race Glass Guy is what I call
0: him. <laughs> R-G-G. Okay, RGG's is officially yeah. is
1: <laughs> Three times now.
3: This so, is the third I don't, time. I don't know if this is just because it's supposed to be a scary show, but even the knocking was done in a scary way where it's like, it could just be like regular knocking, but it's like, do, like do, do. Add a, yeah, it's like, yeah,
4: yeah <laughs> of course.
0: I have it written down that this is probably, besides the actual ghosts that you see, this would. Creep me to my core. I
2: hated it. It can be so daytime and,
0: and someone knocks on my door and I'm like, what the fuck? No. Who? Yeah. Who is that? Let alone this, where, Jimmy, you're right, it's
4: like, do do
2: do Yeah,
3: the banging on the door like it's you insisted. And then it's like coming there.
0: on the sides, it's like nope. on the windows. Yet, well, that's like, when her, I know, but yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was Energies, getting scream
3: vibes in the
4: beginning.
0: Yeah. Like, oh. At, at <laughs> least none of them
3: said I'll be right back,
2: man.
0: I'll be right back. Yeah,
2: so as she sees the ghost again, the RG... RGG. 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 RGG RGG that's when another knock comes on she's pissed she runs out there to try and catch him and that's when she sees Theo
1: she's like yeah what the fuck are yeah. you yeah. <laughs> Theo's like Jesus I was just coming to apologize and she
0: was like it uh there was kids yeah like, right as if that makes it better <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, can you imagine the kids just being like on the side of the house and Cheryl's like, fuck you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this wine drunk suburban yeah. mom.
2: <laughs> this is the first attempt at Theo to rationalize what Cheryl saw in the basement with her and Kevin. Uh, is it worth diving into yet? Because I know we're going to dive dive into the it. Only, later.
1: The only line we get here is it wasn't about him. I didn't see him. And then, you know, that conversation gets a little interrupted, which is
2: that is the punchline of the actual story. It's just it takes a lot of build up for that to make sense. Yeah. And I think it's also important that
1: she
3: said, even though it's a weird way of apologizing, she said, like, I'm a freaking doctor. I don't have to live with you. I don't need money. Mm -hmm. I'm just living with you because
0: (laughs) I'm a fucking doctor. You're a fucking slut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. That that was awesome. (laughs)
1: That was a Cheryl. I hated it, but she had two funny lines there. It was that one and the one where Theo was saying, "I live here to like keep you in line." Cheryl looks at her, and goes, "You suck at apologies." Yeah, yeah. like this is this is not going
0: well for you. Well, this is Theo also calling Cheryl out. Like you ice people out. You always do. I'm living here to try and keep you warm. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I like that too because Cheryl's all about those feelings. That t- or Theo is. Mm. Uh, I just i love that about her because it's true i mean we're we all thinking it It's like she's a fucking doctor what's she living in the guest house for yeah, yeah. and, and we're like also
2: that. i mean we've been calling her bitch for what eight episodes now so that <laughs> that fits perfectly as well yep. like theo was trying to make her a better person and,
1: and then
2: this is all happening inside now right like she yeah. invites her inside at this yeah it's yeah,
1: still inside and then, and then we get a titty punch, titty punch. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just they stop fighting they're silent <laughs> yeah. for a few seconds did you just punch my boob? Yeah,
0: that's a classic like sister thing where yeah. you know, like you stop fighting and just look each other in the eye like you didn't. There's like, there's didn't.
1: there's so many chick flicks I feel like I've seen where it's just like girls, best friends getting in a fight and then just getting a titty slapping match. <laughs> uh, they do it, they do it in New Girl. But that's porn. Oh yeah, oh that's you're right. All those
0: porn Sorry, shit, that's
1: up. what you're I was I'm mixing up shows. <laughs> uh they do it in New Girl. Uh, I know that, and there's like other chick flicks. But anyway are you sure All it's right, chick-
2: the show's no, no, back hub. to the boot punch as this is happening they're stopping then another loud knock happens at the door this is when shit starts going crazy and both Theo and Cheryl recognize that it's finally something at least Theo specifically recognizes that something supernatural is going on and then that's when the phone call happens, right?
1: Mm. And yep. you're like, oh, shit, it's going from inside the house. <laughs> yeah. and you're like all freaked out. at this <laughs> Oh, Shirley. <side. surely. laughs> like, you're going to answer this and like expect. Yeah, exactly. That on the other side.
0: We get the confirmation that Luke used a card at a gas station on the way to Hill House. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. r- this scene of these two now an adult in a room that's all the walls and shit are banging. Reminded me 100 percent of when they were kids. The Obast and Cheryl's room, like, that. damn right.
0: I never even made that connection. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing.
1: And then I might as well just say it now. In the next episode, Clara Dudley is talking to Hot Mom and saying, "Wait, it no, G- it's, it's it's wheelchair kids. Wheelchair kids. Now, yeah, it's uh, the no, the yeah, it's, it, uh it's,
3: it's the Flapper Girls talking Pop- to Poppy. Poppy. talking to her in the dream.
1: Yeah, and she's saying in the reading room. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, and she's saying like, I had a son where his leg stopped working." all I could do was cry, cry and bang on the walls like over and over. Yeah. So I was like, that's
2: the one I put together, but I did not put together the banging on the walls in the funeral. home. Yeah. That's crazy.
3: I just love that scene when they're kids. They're just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so the phone rings now.
1: Cheryl says on the phone real quickly, that's kind of on the way to and then it just like cuts off. Mm -hmm. And so you got a little hint of you think, oh, shit.
2: He's following in the footsteps of Nell. You, yeah. I mean, I thought that what immediately. You're supposed to think.
1: Yeah. I didn't think Luke was ever going to go get meth. Or I, right. thought, I always thought he was going to that. You didn't think he was getting well. You thought he was. Yeah.
2: But before we get the reveal about the, him gra- buying gasoline, I thought it was the same thing. That was pulling Nell back to the house oh. because at the funeral when they bury Nell, like, it's a come home. It's a, exactly, and that, that and the top hat goat that tur- ghost that turned into the mom all the way back in Luke's episode was doing the same thing. So I thought it was going the same exact path, and Luke was starting
1: to lose his shit. Yeah, well, me too, honestly.
3: You don't know. I mean, he that could still be the same thing. Him going to burn it down could be still the house luring him back.
1: And then we get a
4: flashback
1: to young Steve actually giving Hot Mom the vanity. And it was cute. There was little baby pictures all around the rim, And I was like, oh, that's cool. Because the crew that filmed this was probably like, oh, bring in your baby pictures. Maybe yeah, we'll get on the show. <laughs> um, and Hot Mom is like, oh, this is beautiful. Like, you made this for me. And Dad said, you know, something like you're not feeling yourself. Yeah, or you're going to get Aunt Janet's.
2: And yeah. she looked crazy at this she part. Did. She did. She's, I don't know what do they what do they do? They pale her skin or something, and she just they like, fray her hair they, a little they bit. They frazzle her hair. Oh, my up God, man,
4: she's so good her at hair. scaring the shit out. Of
0: me. Yeah, <laughs> they tease it a bit. So,
1: so then she's saying, "I love it." She looks in the mirror freaks out her face just drops and then mirror punch real quick yep
0: what did you think she saw i know it's hard now because we saw what she saw
1: i thought she saw a ghost (laughs) i would hope so but that's about as far as i made the thought because i was like do you think it was a hill house ghost i didn't think it was the actual thing that it was
2: it was was impossible to guess what it actually was yeah but it's still nice but i totally thought that it it could have just been, you know, her zoning out in her dream again. And just the
0: dream shit is crazy. I love it now. It's awesome. Yeah. So, this is the gas station scene after this. Luke's stopped at the gas station. So, they go there, and Hugh goes in. He gets told that he bought five gas cans, filled them up. And that's when Paul, you're.
1: After old Hugh finds out, he walks out of the community store, takes off his tie or his jacket, and he goes, I'm driving he's like yeah this is my rental what are you doing so good because it was nothing but good things for old hugh he's saying you know what like luke's going to the house and it's the most dangerous space steve says you didn't hear a word i said old Hugh said yes i did and now you're gonna listen to me so this
2: is the best chain of information drops by old hugh it was amazing He says, our family is like an unfinished meal to that house. Mm -hmm. And that's the perfect metaphor to describe what it feels like as an audience member watching how this house is just fucking with the cranes constantly. And that's done so well.
3: And can you imagine
2: like Steve's point
3: of view? Because he is straight up still thinking everything's bullshit. So when the dad says this house is going to defend itself Mm -hmm. against Mm -hmm. against uh, Luke burning it down
1: steve is like are you kidding me right now at one point steve was like shit even i see ghosts like i looked in the mirror one time and i saw it so he knows that he sees things but But he's saying i'm sick yeah Yeah. he thinks it's the mental illness right that is taking the other members of his family right so his dad is like no you idiot you saw a ghost listen here i read your book chapter 19 that was insane. You know, and like, he said, well, he says, you're the
3: one who was most in
1: danger from this house. Yeah. Yeah, which I was thought was crazy. He was he was saying the house is the most dangerous spot in the world for our family. Specific. Yeah. Especially now, you. What do you
3: guys think his reasoning is for that specifically? Like he says it from the book, but why is would it be dangerous to Steve the most?
2: That clicked in no way for me. Like nothing about that meant I couldn't I was trying to think about why that could be.
1: My only thought was because one, when he saw Nell's dead body, he had the biggest freak out and two, all the other kids have been dealing with this basically their whole life. So they have almost not a defense, but like a tolerance built up to it. And if a ghost came in here and said, basically, go kill yourself, they would maybe think about it once or twice. Exactly. Steve being a fresh virgin to the ghost scene. If a ghost freaked him out, he would completely lose it.
3: Right so I I took it and this is no spoilers like when I watched it too for the first time I took it like since Steve is so against thinking it's ghosts and stuff and he had, and like exactly like you said like he's the one who thinks he's never had to deal with it he's easily like the house is just a manipulator so he will literally not realize he's being manipulated it's a lot easier for him to get that's the way I took it I don't know if that's exactly what My they meant My thought by was it.
2: stupid, which is why I didn't say it a minute ago cuz I was just taking it that the house didn't want to be have attention drawn to it in some way and maybe
3: Oh, so you're saying like he made the book so pissed it off? Yeah, that's yeah. why I was like I, I
0: didn't mean, even dude. I didn't even
2: say that. He literally
0: <laughs> said because of what you wrote and how you wrote it. Well, he so said yeah, but line.
3: yeah, but the reason but he, that's is, supposed is to the be the house self-conscious cuz Yeah, <laughs>
0: everyone's self-conscious. No, but but
3: even what, what, the house. what you're saying, Kathleen is what you wrote and how you wrote it because Steve pretty much is writing it like it's not real exactly yeah so that's what i'm saying like he doesn't believe it it's easier to be manipulated like paul said they have like kind of a defense because they've seen the ghost before and they're expecting it
2: so bottom line is the house is self-conscious
3: the house is (laughs) self-conscious man like i
1: mean (laughs) steve's gonna freak out when he gets the house
3: got some bad press now no one's lived there and they can't eat
4: exactly
0: I love this next part. And it tells it so well. I wonder how many times they shot that scene because I fucking love it. Title of that, witness marks. That's why it's called this. Basically, he's saying, I read your book. And the little bit, chapter 19, like Paul said, about that little vanity you're getting for your, you made for your mom. You walked by, you saw the man repairing the clock, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then he's like, there, that that's what you need to pay attention to the man repairing the clock
5: dissociative episode she was not well no no not her the man repairing the clock what about him do you know what witness marks are are scars little marks inside the clock scrapes lines divots from tools gears pieces removed from the clock they're basically evidence of repairs that have been done to the clock and, and what the clock was and with antique clocks, you almost never have a repair record. So you have to learn how to read the witness marks so you can understand what was done to the machine and how it's meant to function. Witness marks tell the story of the piece, if you know how to read them. What are you trying to say? I had that clock evaluated by a professional before we even moved into the house. I just wanted to know its uh, history, know its value. The clock hadn't been touched since the 60s. You hired a slew of workers toward the end. Not yeah, for that clock, I did. Uh-uh. No, and if I had, it would have taken specialists, and there's only a handful in the world who know how to do it right, and they take it off-site. No, no one touched that clock. There was no man there, and certainly not one in old overalls with a handlebar mustache. That man wasn't there. You probably just forgot. You know, you think you're, you're writing about your crazy mom, your crazy brother, making scary faces in the treehouse. You see the marks, but you don't know how to read them. I never built you kids a treehouse.
0: Yeah. So
3: it definitely wasn't some guy with a handlebar mustache. He's like, you
0: had a slew of workers. You wouldn't even pay attention. He's like, fuck you, buddy. Like, yeah. this was... This was a open and shut case by Hugh Crane. He yeah.
2: also drops the, the treehouse line here, yeah. which I was just mind blown at this part. I was like, go Hugh, go you. Yeah,
0: we were going to be there maybe eight weeks. How would I have had the time to build a fucking treehouse? It gets insane. He's like, maybe it was already there. And he's like, it wasn't there. And he's there." And he's like,
3: you're free to check. You can go check right now when we get there. If the treehouse is there, it's not going to be there.
0: The treehouse for the just in general is a great for the debate that you guys were having earlier. A treehouse is an amazing room to have outside how does Luke get in like what what do you mean there's no treehouse? Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel the same as a reading room or a game room because right. it's supposed to be any
3: of those rooms could just be like this house is freaking huge and someone just has a room maybe yeah. that they like and it's hidden somewhere. But the treehouse like Kathleen said, it's outside. <laughs> so if you don't know where the treehouse is.
2: Yeah. And Steve's been shown to be in the treehouse. So that's where this whole conversation goes. Yeah. No girls, two, no girls
1: allowed. Two favorite moments of the entire episode were this conversation. Mm-hmm. And that was old Hugh explaining the witness marks. Like they're from the old gears. They're from maintenance. I had somebody appraise it when we first moved in. That clock hasn't been touched since the 60s sixties. Yeah. yeah like 1860 yeah. or something like that. So it's old as hell. Boom. Facts in your face. Also, <laughs> hmm. I never built you a tree house. Boom. Facts in your face.
3: Yeah. Like, <laughs> but seriously, though, if you're facts in your face. if you're Steve and, and, and your dad goes, there's no freaking tree house. You're just like, oh well, my
1: God. We also had a conversation. I think it was about episode. It was either two or episode. I think it was episode one, actually, where we talked about, oh, they were in the treehouse, but look at the surroundings. There's lights. There's all these drawings. So it, they must have been there for a while. Like, yeah, he had time yeah. to set because it up. They set it up and they decorated it. So they must have been there for a while. At the same time, we, we were saying that I, we were like, oh, they're only going to be there for a summer. In the back of my mind, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that they would have wow. a treehouse, but it makes total fucking sense. Oh, God. Old Hugh was like, just think about it, you idiot. <laughs> You're going to be there for eight weeks.
2: Facts
0: in your face. Facts in your fucking face, bro. So
4: good.
0: So this is my next favorite because, one, I think Katie Siegel's acting here is phenomenal once they get out of the car, but it's the best scare of of this season. So it's Cheryl and Theo are driving.
1: To lead into this scene, Hugh lays the facts on Steve. I, in his face. In his face, that Luke is going to the house. Steve goes. That's why I told them to stay home. Oh, like that's horrible. Do you think they're gonna follow us? Cut to them in the car. <laughs> of yeah, not. it's like of course they're gonna follow him now. You said stay home.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah. Theo's trying to uh, a second attempt, like Luke said, to try and explain herself. <laughs> She's saying she was really drunk and the lights went out. I couldn't see him. If that makes sense, I, I touched but- Nell's body the night before and they're like kind of yelling at each other. And all of a sudden it's like ah! in the middle of them. And you're just like, Fuck!
2: dude, <laughs> that was so fucking scary. Did I? I did not take the time to pause because I was just in the zone at that point. Did we? Was that ghost? Somewhere? It was Hot Mama. It was mm-hmm. ah, that, in the middle. Yeah, it was Nell. Oh, shit. Because oh,
3: I, okay, I have a point that I'm making after it. It's I no. thought it was no. Don't they
1: have it on Oh
0: Wait, I think you're right. Maybe it's it is Nell now, now you're saying. saying that.
1: It's her little Screaming
0: sister. Screaming memes.
4: Not
1: yet. It's a little sister yelling at her older sister. She'll stop fighting. It's Nell. <laughs> yeah, so.
2: Wait, do that one more time. We can go. It's Nell. And my God, was it scary, man. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so let's let's talk about this real quick. Nell has scared us or at least done something crazy every almost every time they're having huge fights. Theo and Shirley, well, I guess we don't know that that's Nell, but Theo and Shirley get interrupted by the knocking. Nell's casket falls over when they're all arguing. Oh yeah. Is there any other ones? I don't think that's probably it, but
0: Great point, James.
3: That's a good fucking point. (laughs) No, I like it. I like it.
0: I I like it, too. So I call this the I felt nothing speech. And man, it's incredible. I feel like I just want to add the clip because and we could just talk about
4: it.
6: You know what happens when I touch people. A part of you knows it always has. I had to know. And I, I touched her and I felt nothing. Just nothing. Nothing. And it spread, it spread everywhere in me, this nothing, until I couldn't feel anything anymore. I was just this dark, empty black hole. And I tried to fill it up, I tried to fill me back up, and I called Trish, and she came right away, and I felt nothing. And then I tried to mourn at the wake, and I felt nothing. And so I drank, and I drank, and nothing worked. I couldn't feel anything. Surely, after I touched her skin, I couldn't feel Anything. And then then we're in the basement and the lights go out. And I can't see. And I can't feel. And I'm I'm just floating in this ocean of nothing. And I wonder if this is it, if this is what death is, just out there in the darkness, just darkness and numbness and alone. And I wondered if that's what she felt and that's what mom feels. And it's just numb and nothing and alone. What if that's what it is for all of us when the time comes? And, and then the lights came on and there he was. And I, I didn't see him. I didn't see him. He was a light in the darkness. He was a, a life preserver in the ocean. I just, I reached for him because I had to feel something. I had to feel anything. I didn't see him. I didn't, I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. And he stopped me. He stopped me. He took my hands and he said no. And then I saw him and then you walked in. There. God, I'm so glad I did it though. Because it worked. Oh God, it worked. I started feeling things again and I felt, I felt shame. And I felt grief. And I felt scared. I felt so fucking scared that I was going to lose the only sister that I had left. And I... I had to do it because it felt better than nothing. That thorough, fucking shame was so much better than that horrible, empty nothing. I can't, surely, please. I am, I am so, I am so, so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please,
0: just please. Luke, did you ever since you just watched Lost, do you get Lost scoring vibes from this? Is it the same? I don't know Why if it's the same that? guy or not. It just reminds oh, you're just you of Lost. That? Yeah.
2: There is that like soft little tune that comes Piano. in pretty much every episode at a part. It's, it's trying it's to make fun. you feel some type of way. It's funny
3: that you say that, Kathleen, because I get Dexter. Really? Yeah, and I thought you would see that because it's even the music sounds similar to Dexter when he when he has his lighter uh instrumental scenes.
0: Hmm so basically this is luke was asking for it asking you shall receive the answer to what theo felt or saw when she touched Nell, which is nothing and it basically just enveloped her body in darkness and how fucked up is that
2: her- and that makes even more sense that that no was jumping out at that point because when they get out of the car she sc- isn't theo screaming oh, that yeah. was her yep oh so it's definitely no and um yeah, that whole conversation was on... We weren't going to be able to guess the reason Theo was doing that to Kevin, but now that we have that information, it was obvious she was never going to try and ch- like bang Kevin to fuck with Sherla or anything along those lines. But when we find out that the reason she did that was if you imagine that you can physically feel nothing and everything you're doing is based on muscle memory and what you can see, and the lights go just completely black, you would be going crazy. You would be going mentally insane. And what Kevin was for Theo in that situation was the only source of anything that was not nothing, and of course Cheryl as she's walking by, and this is right after or right before she sees RGG again.
4: Mm. Uh, She
2: the lights go back on and she catches them in that compromising position, and all hell broke loose. What a good
1: speech and what a great explanation. The best line was right at the end where she was saying, "I did it because I wanted to feel something." And all those feelings came back like shame, regret. The fact that thorough fucking shame was so much better Whoa. than nothing, she was so happy that she did it. She said, Thank God I did it. And I like I do it again because it felt so much better than nothing. So I,
0: I have thorough fucking shame bolded on my notes because the way she says it is gut wrenching. So
2: do you two, Jimmy and Kathleen, when you guys were watching it again, in between Theo's episode when she touches Nell and Right when she touches Kevin, is Theo's actress like significantly different? She's getting she's hammered. Fucked up. Yeah, she's, she's ha- just fucked drunk. up. Okay, so mm-hmm. it is a thing. You guys. That's when
0: she's falling over. She's like, gotcha. she's basically That's, just like,
3: yeah, literally uh, the whole time. Uh, like, Cheryl's like, you need to calm down, and she's like, and she's just drinking and drinking and, and drinking. And she keeps
2: saying, you don't know what I
1: felt. Yep. Yeah. Plot hole. She said she drinks every time she felt like punching somebody, <laughs> so she was feeling things. Well, that's facts just, in your face, yeah, bitch. Facts facts. in your face, face.
0: Okay, so this is the last scene. Yep. Yes? So we get our boy Luke pulling up to the house, and the classic all the lights turn on. Mm. Man, who now, This was different,
2: yeah. though. This was different because. It's never real, but it was what the ghost and, and Hill House was showing him. All the lights went like dark red. Yes. And it kind of seemed like a like a prelude to a fire. And the then out, it flashes to him going inside. I was just going to say, Ooh, that's better. The house no, that's is better. Angry. That's that, better. That, I like that. Red yeah. raid. Well, shit, we know he's subconscious. He's got feelings. He, she? What are we thinking? Uh,
0: they. He, she, we. <laughs> it.
1: They. They fucking poppy
0: he takes the gas cans into the house he's dumping it all over he's counting to seven he's being a very brave boy
1: (laughs)
2: couldn't wait for the morning because story
0: (laughs) because story the lighter does absolutely nothing we've got a hot hot mama not a scary hot mama a hot hot mama reaching out prime and then pop poppies hands on his face it, i
2: was just gonna or... say we didn't know i didn't write that down because we didn't know it was poppy it's well, poppy that makes now sense. we know now Perfect yeah, sense. No, it it makes sense.
1: Poppy. i was like there's no way it was like Nell. No. i
2: really i literally
1: wrote down abigail question <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> see,
1: well see wait at this point
0: that's incredible don't know
3: abigail except by what luke says We've seen her
0: a few times. We see the little I mean, girl. She was
2: grabbing. Uh, no, she was. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>,
1: She's <should laughs> see pictures of her. The pictures from
2: Luke. Well, then why do you think that was Abigail? <laughs> and that makes no, it look so, worse. That's what I'm saying. Because we didn't know Poppy at this time, so I. Well, was just you know Abigail's a little kid. Yeah, but else you going to get all the way up there. Because, to, because everyone has gray. Aged. Everyone has gray-eyed version or gray versions. I don't of care. Themselves. I love
0: that you thought it was Abigail. That's Abigail didn't, didn't actually well, it float
3: like, like, like the like the the bald or the top hat guy. Okay. So she's, she's,
1: she's floating six yeah, feet up. Be. Who
2: knows? Who knows? Yeah. Get off my back. All
1: right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, one thing I thought here was when I was thinking about who it could possibly be, I was confused because half the time it seems like ghost Nell is trying to like save her family, like trying to basically get her out of there or save their sibling. And then the other half of the time, it's like ghost mom telling them to come home to like get haunted
2: Why are they mutually exclusive? Why can't Ghost Mom be negative and Nell be positive?
1: Uh, Well, it's just weird because when somebody dies in the house, if the house kills somebody, does that person automatically want to bring other family members back to kill them as well? I would say no
2: because Bent Neck Lady was killed by the house and she never once spent any agenda except
1: screaming and
2: freaking out. And what
3: what does Nell say to Luke? Go.
1: Go. I th- oh, okay i guess that could be to the house i thought that was for joe but no never mind
3: no no th- i that means don't go to the house i thought like run go away oh, oh okay, yeah,
2: i thought okay. no it was good yeah it was good. yeah good. just the same as granny hetzel hazel
0: but hetzel <laughs> 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 granny hetzel, hetzel plaza i love yeah.
2: granny hazel we'll talk about that next episode.
1: and then you get to the uh cemetery when luke's there and Bentonc Lady's up there. And it's almost like she was there to try to help
0: what cemetery
1: distract when Nell's no, funeral. from when Big Mom Ma- oh, 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 Big oh. Mama <laughs> Big Big Mom something else. That's She's a, One a piece big old broad. broad.
2: <laughs> so it sounds like we're in agreement then. Why are you you're talking yourself like no, you Nell's dead? Yeah.
1: No, no, no. So I, it's it's not <laughs> what I'm saying is if you die by the house, it doesn't mean that you automatically want to Turn bring. bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you and Luke's of singular minds here? I don't know. Sounds
2: like if we all talking in circles.
0: Okay, and episode nine, titled Screaming Mimis, which is the best name for a bad dream. And as someone who has bad dreams all the time and has seen the show a million times, I can't believe I don't actually call them that all the time.
3: Well, a little known fact, Screaming Mimis back in the day was supposed to be like slang for like someone who's just really drunk, like kind of like in a stupor. Like a Use drunk it in a stupor. sentence.
2: Hot, Hot Mama. That fucking
0: drunk that ass
3: guy has got some screaming memes right now. Okay, he's,
0: okay. Just... Like the heebie-jeebies, but the screaming memes. No,
3: like he's like walking around all hammered all like dazed. Like it makes sense. Like Hot Mama, when she's got the screaming memes. She's in a d- dream state, but that she's not. That makes
2: sense, yeah. This episode, I didn't know I wanted it so badly, but I loved it because Hot Mama has been one of my favorite characters. And it this brought it back to... Scaring the shit out of me again. Mm-hmm. It was creepy the entire way through, and it also, from a story perspective, was the biggest dot connector, probably of the series that we're gonna get. Yeah, maybe until the end, until the next episode.
0: A lot of holes filled from the the night, mm-hmm. which is the best. Yep, you basically get the entire night,
2: and then we get actual ghost interactions and some more lore for the hills all that stuff everything that you could want this episode provided in my opinion
1: one thing that uh, this episode gave us that no one else did yet is actual family members talking and conversing with ghosts mm-hmm. happened twice with hot mom or at least twice maybe three times if you count abigail then never mind that blows every theory out the water but it was so cool actually seeing them do something, say something, and then the ghost respond.
4: That's Abigail's
0: s- real. Is she? Yeah. Well, okay. That's. that's yeah, a- that's a, that's a, that is a fact in your fucking face. Abigail is re- is a real well, human. Okay,
1: so I was going to bring it up later, but the cop says, and we didn't even talk about the other body. Oh, duh. I assume that's Abigail. Okay? Yeah.
2: Good. Great good
1: job. Okay. Yeah. So we got that out of the way.
2: Wow, I forgot. I forgot about that line. That's awesome. So this episode starts with Hot Mama talking to Hugh about. <laughs> did you have more?
0: No, me and Jimmy are just—they just,
1: they just know spoilers. Me and Jimmy's
0: eyes it's are just telling to, a whole story.
1: It's hard to decide. It. Do you want me to continue um, on the theory
3: because there's more? If you got it, Wait, unless what makes it makes more oh, okay, sense for later to talk it, you could talk about it later.
1: All right, I'll talk about it later.
2: Okay, so Hot Mama's talking to Hugh about the twins. The line I wrote down, I thought it could ten- potentially be important. She says, I wish I could just freeze them, keep them just like this forever. And that plays into her p- trying her ghost, trying to get Luke and Nell to come back to the house and be with her. That feels like that theme just kind of fits and mm-hmm. it makes sense for her for the her ghost motivation and all the seeds that Poppy's ghost plants in her head about the kids and all that stuff.
0: And that's a theme of the entire episode.
2: Yes, Absolutely. This is when they're this is when she's laying on the couch with the twins. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And she is partly in a daze for a second because she freaks out for a second when Hugh takes Luke from her. She, well, he she... says
1: is your arm asleep. She's like, What well, what do you mean? And she looks she's just
2: going like this, right? And
1: yeah, Luke is up. And her arm is just like on the couch it's and just, he's not there anymore. Right. Yeah. So I was gonna ask, what the hell was that? Because that makes no sense to me.
0: It's almost similar to Theo still holding Nell's hand, even though, but Nell was actually still there. Right. And But he had Luke in his arms. Liv's
2: just losing touch with reality at this point.
0: Big time. Yeah. It, oh, my God.
1: An amazing line in this scene is when they're talking about, oh, like, do you remember when Steve and Cheryl were this little, like, enjoy it? Uh, because they might go like full Theo on you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just like not cuddle off. It's interesting
0: because they're saying even when she was Luke and Nell's age, she wasn't wouldn't cuddle like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So then we go into a Mrs. Dudley scene, and I and she's kind of still in this days talking about when she was younger. This is hot mama at this point how her father died and she didn't have any emotions. And and then the time she did, when it finally she sat in his recliner and the, and she started crying and sobbing and it started raining rocks, black, little black rocks through the wall. And, and Mrs. Dudley, of course, like Catholic ass Dudley or whatever is like that happens in revelations as well. I'm like, Jesus mm-hmm. fuck. But yeah. she's basically saying she's thought she was causing it by her, her grief and, Emotions. Daddy
1: Rocks? Daddy died and I made it rain rocks.
2: I don't understand how that's possible because I thought the house is what brought on the haunting, especially if you're not a hill.
1: Well,
3: I'm not saying that she's
1: haunting anyone. She just has powers. Yeah, the way she explained it, she was Hmm. like, I had all this grief and all this emotion and I shot it upwards into the sky when I was on his chair and a person to a bubble. (laughs) Don't <laughs> make that motion, <laughs> and then like it all came down in the form of like these rocks. So okay. I don't. I doubt I'm it. I'm just asking. Yeah, I, I doubt hear. it. It <laughs> makes sense. But
2: it make it would make sense if she had any powers because, as they said in the earlier episodes, she was sensitive, just like her. Either her mom or her grandma is mm-hmm. sensitive, just as Theo and Nell, all the kids. So it's her side of the family that has the relationship with ghosts. I guess the sensitivity,
1: whatever that is. I mean,
2: Whatever that turns out to be.
1: Nothing's off the table in this show. Yeah. So, you know, maybe she yeah. did make it rain rocks.
2: So, Mama goes into her reading room, pours herself some tea as she's reading, and she starts to get a migraine.
0: And then she walks away and sees the clockmaker, which I love.
1: Yep. Yeah. Insane.
2: She doesn't take any note of him, of course. That's just another right. subtle background thing.
1: And then they get into the kitchen, and I love the little kids' actors, and I think they're adorable, but goddamn, they're annoying sometimes. <laughs> Luke's like uh mom let like cheryl let me borrow her clothes so i can give it to abigail she doesn't have cool clothes like she does and <laughs> live at this point she's just like you you can't take cheryl's clothes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she
0: doesn't she has old Luke's clothes being a
1: good friend
2: and cheryl thinks abigail's fake as
0: everyone yeah. thinks abigail's yeah. fake so yeah
3: basically cheryl just thinks he's stealing her clothes and mm-hmm. giving them to the no one yeah
0: and this is where you get the reading room drop where Luke, she says pop some medicine. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to my reading room and, and they're like, Which one's her reading
3: room? Yeah, Luke says it. Yeah. Luke says, Where's the reading room? Or I don't never know. I don't know which one that is. And then Cheryl goes, Leave mommy alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They do a good job diverting the focus after they make a mention like that to make you go, okay, whatever, fuck it.
1: Not good enough. So- I'm gonna ask you a
0: question this is kind of when I text you and I forgot that the rat poison thing happens in this episode. It's because I was meant mid- when I texted you and said, you guys have to walk us through some of these scenes. Cause I wanted to, did you notice that they kept focusing on the rat poison all episode and last I episode?
2: No, I only noticed it this episode, but I didn't know what it was for until it clicked.
0: They did it in episode seven. A lot, mm-hmm. a couple times too, Makes maybe sense. once or twice, but yeah. I was like, I wouldn't pay attention to something like that, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I I mean,
3: there's one time specifically where it blurs everything out except the rat poison. Yeah, that
1: that was this one. Yeah. When Hugh... over the head with it. Yeah. Yeah, he... We'll get to it.
4: Yeah.
2: So Liv goes to open the next door after popping her meds and going to her reading room, whatever. She starts hallucinating in her dream state and walks into Cheryl's morgue morgue basement. Present Mm
0: -hmm. day morgue, yes. And Nellie is laying there. Time
1: shit.
2: Ooh, I didn't even think about that. The present day jump forward too. I mean, I thought about it because they were adults and shit, but I forgot that that... Time skip shit. Yeah,
0: Yeah, she walked in and... And that's... See, that's dope because the kids... They keep switching. Like, the kids see the... mm, I don't know how to explain this. I just think it's interesting that... Young hot mama is seeing old Luke and Nellie because I feel like it goes the other way around too, yeah. but I can't think of a specific. I'll probably cut that whole thing out.
3: Wait, what do you so you're saying that old kids see young or what? Do
2: you, That's mostly what it is, right? Although kids are seeing old flashbacks constantly, and this is the first time we're seeing a little, uh, a scary little, flash Nell, forward. little
3: Nell sees older now as the bent neck lady. Yeah, young hot mom sees older Luke and Nell.
0: Yeah. I think it's the mom that really transcends time. She's the one who can bop around or whatever. And Nell. And Nell as because well. She's yeah.
3: obviously jumping mm-hmm. bone. No pun intended. Breaking <laughs> necks, breaking necks, breaking necks. Yeah. That, would suck. that breaking was a lot of confusing. Eternity. Yeah, so, we'll it, have to cut that. Breaking
1: <laughs> necks for eternity. Yeah, you know, it sucks. Cash and uh, checks. But this scene kind of made me think that the doorways in the house were like doorways from like Monsters Inc. <laughs> like the, do- the doorways are like the portal dimension. And when you open it, you walk in, that's when you go jump to a different timeline. I mean, obviously, that's not what it is. But let me ask cool. you
3: guys a question. Um, When you watch the show, do you skip the intro?
1: Yes. Yes. But okay. this episode, I actually caught a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And. There was a like the one of the last scenes you get is just a maze of the inside of the house, and then like the roof goes on okay and I was like, yeah, motherfuckers, is this like a puzzle the whole time and like it
3: changes. I don't know. I'm just asking if you've seen the intro. <laughs> well,
2: fuck me. I'm gonna go watch it right after this. All
3: right. Well, I only asked because I figured you weren't watching it, and now well, there's it's only one episode left. So when you do watch it, I want you to pay attention.
0: Netflix
1: makes it t- way too convenient,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah, I like the. I like this intro. Like, I like. The, yeah, the what, noise like gets me in. In the the sound gets me. in What the I was
3: assuming is that you guys probably watched it episode one mm-hmm. and then forgot. Yep. Because you haven't seen it since exactly, nine.
0: but anyway, so Nell's laying on in the morgue. Luke is dead on the floor with vomit all over the place. Nell sits up when she cuts that mouth thing to say like, "Mommy." I'm like, I don't want to see Victoria Pagrady like this. <laughs> You're fucking freaking me out. It's sis. so
2: scary. It that is. Was the first time we really saw. I I thought that was real. Like that must have been it could have been a dream as everything is for hot mama. But I thought that was actually Nell's ghost. Who's been all of the times you see bent neck lady. She's like begging like, Oh my God. Like she's reaching out to her family. I'm hoping that that was real. And in some way she was just interacting with the living version of the mom for now. I I don't know.
1: I I was just terrified because when she was trying to speak and words couldn't come out, I was like, what's the matter? (laughs) It's like, is her like, she's dead. So maybe she's just trying to like move her body. And then she gets the clippers and clips the wire. And I was like, oh, my God, could you imagine?
2: And
3: it's the typical, like, ghost story, uh, scary show where you're thinking, is she going to attack hot mama with the scissors? But she's just clipping her own mouth. So to to say mommy.
2: It was the same thing at the end of the first episode when Steve's talk. I don't know if that's linked at all. But when Steve doesn't know she's a ghost yet and he's on the phone and he turns around and she starts going all gray, she, like, couldn't open her mouth to speak at all. And then she just finally doesn't start screaming. But
0: then she gets out of the dream, quote unquote, whatever, and is telling Daddy Crane, young Daddy Crane, about it, and he's like, oh, in the "Marital that's, bed? That's yeah. ba- bad. You no. must have dozed off." Like
1: actual note, terrible dream in marital bed. She <laughs> explains it
2: <laughs> later that night after they go to sleep. Liv wakes up pitch black of course and she sees a little shadow moving in the hallway
0: first of all she's going hugh hugh yeah. hugh and he doesn't wake up It's like what are you dead sir like get up your yeah. wife needs you it's a scary house
3: especially hugh someone's in the house it's yeah. like
1: wake up bro yeah. and then she gets up and it's like just try waking him up a little bit more yeah. like, she got up in this it, house you're it,
2: not gonna fucking do a little bit more effort yeah. i know
1: the the Get the screwdriver out. <laughs> the first ghost in the doorway, it seemed like a little girl, right? Uh, or was it actually I thought it was like, an older lady or something. So it was an older lady. I yeah. thought it was a little girl. I, yeah. But then when she gets up and walks towards the door, she turns around and young Poppy, who we find out is her name.
2: A is, young ghost. Poppy. <laughs> <A> hot ghost. <laughs> She's so hot.
1: <laughs> uh, is <laughs> leaning over young Hugh and saying like, shh, like don't wake him and all this stuff. Shake a leg. They go to the Shake reading room. Yeah, that's what it was. Shake a
0: leg. I have ho-ass Poppy is in the bedroom. <laughs> <is> my <laughs> note.
2: Poppy Hill. She brings Liv to the reading room, and they start talking instantly about, as we mentioned earlier, Kathleen, the theme of this episode about keeping the children mm-hmm. safe.
0: I'm a dream, and so are you, and so are we. I'm like, dude, what? Uh, I don't think Poppy. it's going to really
2: matter, but you get a sort of backstory about Poppy being clinically insane, talking about her dreams with her kids drowning. I thought potentially maybe she was part of the reason her kids died. Like she killed her kids in that that's way. That's what I was going to ask you guys. Because that's yeah. only the first kid. She said Poppy dropped her child drowned. Uh, and I think, I don't think that was, and then the other kid was the wheelchair mm-hmm. boy like, who we talked working. about a lot. He's the, he's the banging on the wall ghost. And that that's when she drops the screaming Mimi term, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I, I used hearts. to have these horrible dreams, like a real, screaming Mimi
0: <laughs> it's basically the exact opposite of what real life is she's putting crazy ideas in her head saying this is all a dream and the only way to quote unquote wake them up is basically kill them mm-hmm. and wake them up basically no it's the complete fucking opposite mm-hmm. but she's really convincing hot mama that this is the way to go
1: this you- is in the reading room yeah, yes
2: yeah these are the seeds that are planted that maybe when the next episode is done, you can say is what really pushed her to take action and actually caused Hot Mama's death. Uh, Because Poppy Hill could go down as the main villain of the story at the end if we get a little bit more out of her. But I I don't know. She's she's great. She's so manipulable or manipulative.
3: Manipulative.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's manipulated manipulative and hot manipulative. mama's manipulative. Oh, <laughs> <Omnish>. She's very
3: <laughs> omniscient.
1: <laughs> uh, and one cool little detail about Poppy, like Jimmy said, one of her first lines she says is shake a leg. And when they get to the reading room, she was like, oh, I love what you did with the room. It used to be a dressing room for me. Then we turn it into a nursery and that's when she goes in about the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, So she was like clinically insane wannabe movie star who would like be obsessed with movies. Yeah, and... she
3: said, I used to love the sounds of the city. and.
1: Yeah, she you know, said the car horns made me laugh. She's which, like, it's all fucking... happening. Car horns. Wish...
2: Ooh, I... that's a flashback to Mrs. Yeah. Steve.
0: Woman. Woman. Mrs. <laughs> Woman. Mrs. Steve Woman.
2: What did Mrs. you
3: call her? Uh, uh, I had her name. You no, know, you called her like Ho Ass. But it was funny. I remember that. this
2: funny, Paul. The end of that conversation is where you, in the beginning, it starts off where Poppy seems. Helpful. She seems nice, and it gets crazier and crazier as she's talking about the screen memes And it gets to the point. I think it's this part where she starts talking super, super fucking quick, just dropping lines, right, trying to convince. Yeah. Hot, plant seed more seeds in hot mama's head.
0: Yeah, and this is when they go to the, the twins' 20s. room where last episode or the episode before. I can't remember. No, it's last one. Last episode. Steve walks in on hot mama talking to nobody in the two beds so you get what she's seeing and it's the twins in the bed and I love this the Nelly rocks this I scene. was gonna say
2: this is hands down the best acting from the one of the kids in the entire oh, show yeah. is Nellie's little speech here Luke, set, does, Luke does fine but Nelly slayed
1: out to, to set the mood before it too young poppy is standing behind hot mom it cuts to the kids it cuts back and you see hot mom and nasty dank ass <laughs> old poppy zombie <laughs> the gray version of yeah the zombie gray. Yeah, version then cuts back gray. to the kids and then it's regular poppy again
0: we hear hot mama say of course you're safe with me and then steve bumps into her or gets her out of that and what concert before is so crazy like what if i Luke says, what if I poison myself for years and years and years until my blood turns into poison and my body breaks down? And when they're both going into what actually mm-hmm. happened to them, it is so fucked up hearing it from the kids' mouths.
3: Mm-hmm. And Nellie says, blah, blah, my heart breaks in two. And-
0: yes, it's like, and my heart breaks in half and I can't feel anything happy for weeks and months and years until I can't stand it anymore and I have to die. How d-
2: was that child able to I memorize know- those lines and convey them in a way that I was mind-blowing i know yeah
4: it it's was so
1: horrifying could you imagine being a parent and your child is telling you this your young child like oh my god i wish that was my kid
2: that's um, <laughs>
1: awesome <laughs> uh so we did gloss over it real quick but when poppy first brings hot mom into the twins room first of all she drops the line they're the elephant's eyebrows which is ridiculous and well, can
2: you say it with the accent Okay. They're
1: the elephant's eyebrows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those two. We're so southern all of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're the elephant's eyebrows. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, and she goes in to say, you would do anything to wake them up from this horrible dream. I know how to. Whispers in her ear, but we don't hear it. And all of a sudden, it wakes to live. Live. In the marital bed. In the marital bed. How
0: a with a good straddle? Don't like the screwdriver. But would, you, would you
1: take a
3: straddle from Hot Mom if that meant a screwdriver to the neck? I was holding my comments back, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I figured, Luke. You
0: know it.
1: <laughs> you know it.
0: <laughs> you know it, baby.
1: And she's doing her no, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't holding yeah, the screwdriver. I was having an awful that
2: is the dream. scene from what episode seven? Daddy
1: Crane episode.
2: Yeah.
0: You also get this really quick scene where she's having a migraine and she's like going down the stairs in a blur, she passes the clockmaker again, but the kids are pa- like, she is just out of it. It's She's all
1: the construction noises in the background, yeah,
0: getting
3: louder and louder.
4: Mm-hmm. All
3: right, so before we get to the next scene, I have a couple secret ghosts. The first one that I missed, I don't want to jump in because we we're having a little nice conversation. When Hot Mama has baby Luke and baby Nell in her arms, and Hugh picks up Luke and, and it shows her arm dead. Or sleeping, mm-hmm. when it zooms back to Hugh revealing that he's holding Luke. There's just a dude just staring at them through a through the open doorway.
2: <laughs> I was looking for ghosts around this time too, and I'm pissed I didn't find them. Yeah, it.
3: and for now that's it. We have a couple more
2: coming up though. I found one at the end of this episode. I'm proud you. of you.
3: And this one of them is freaking weird. <laughs>
2: All right, we'll talk about it. So let's go. So Mrs. Dudley. Is gonna have this intense conversation with Liv as she's quote unquote hiding, just kind of blank, yeah. blank staring, sitting. Feel in that, that sis. One room. I do that all the time. Uh, I think that's the room that, like, little Nell when she's a kid gets kind of like back. It's to the right of the staircase. It, like, it reminds you know me of the room
0: is. where they're like, "Is it cold in here? Yeah, like, do you feel that draft?" And it's also,
2: I think, the room where
3: Nell is like when she's talking to hot mama saying, can we have a tea party? And mm-hmm. Cheryl, I think she's in that room and, and, and hot mom is in the room where she's writing her floor plans for the architecture mm-hmm. of the
2: house. Um, so weird. I feel like if you dropped me in the actual house, I could get around a little bit. <laughs> I right?
3: feel like this house might be a maze or something <laughs> yes. I don't know, uh-huh.
1: but we get a line here and it's hot mom saying you homeschool. Don't you? I'm terrified for my kids. Like my, I know my kids are safe with me. I won't. I don't want to send them out there. And she's saying, like, I know it's crazy. They're they're obviously safe. And Claire cuts her off and says, no, which I was like, they're not safe. And she was like, (laughs) no, it's not a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. If it's to protect your kids, then do whatever you got to do.
2: Yeah, we know from Mr. Dudley that Claire is very passionate about children's safety as well.
1: So this was my other part of the theory. So in this story, she talks and she says, my daughter. So we already know she once, unfortunately, has a stillborn. And then apparently there was another daughter that she actually raised. I'm in.
2: Abigail's her daughter. I'm in. Yes, that's,
1: a, that's 100% what I'm going Fuck, Be- yeah. Because she says, she talks about it at one point, she said my daughter. And then she cuts off. And then she says, and then I took the job. And then I said I would come help and work. So like it's like her daughter, something happened to her daughter. Is so that maybe, why you
2: uh, thought that when Liv woke up, you thought there was a little girl out there? You thought it could have been... Abigail is why did you ask in the beginning when it's Poppy originally before the sh- scene
1: Oh I just thought it was like a baby ghost okay. like a younger ghost A and, and baby ghost A little and, baby ghost
2: And also when Clara is
3: talking to Hot Mama when she's cleaning up from the storm she brings up her daughter too Yeah, yeah so that's she, why you brings
1: her, she brings her up there and yeah. says like when I actually raised my daughter so you know she did have a daughter and here you learn something happened because she couldn't even talk about her daughter at if one
2: point w- Either one abigail was a real human which i think we're on that could be true maybe abigail is the second daughter of Of, mrs dudley or it could be the original's ghost is that that, which one are you
1: leaning which one are you saying is she is a second daughter so okay mr and mrs dudley went at it had abigail (laughs) and then yeah and with all this time where did they go at it well, okay. Well, marital the- bed. <laughs> yeah, marital bed. With Come all on. this time loop shit going around, Abigail has old clothes. I don't know. The Dudleys don't have that That's weird shit. to me. Well, that you have- me
3: think ghosts. But you do have to also think that we just talked about how Clara literally talks old and has old clothes too or looks weird with how she dresses like very traditionally.
2: Are you fucking telling me the Dudleys are ghosts this whole time? Well, I'm not telling you anything. I'm Is that what you're telling me? me?
3: I'm telling you to
1: think. So basically, I don't- there's some time loop shit there because that has to be Abigail is clara's daughter and she either went missing or died somehow and maybe she showed up in the future timeline but she's like she's All a right, ghost. Put,
3: put a pin in that cuz I have a question when we get to the scene where we actually see My mind is racing some, with
2: theories. Some kit,
0: mm-hmm. some I kiss. wish we could watch it after.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, let's keep going though. Mrs. Dudley asked Liv how long how much longer the cranes are going to be staying there. We don't get specifics here she says august which is implied to be a couple months out well no 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 it's the summer
3: eight weeks yeah eight weeks they thought originally
0: and they've been there for a while and so it's they, only a few weeks yeah, away so literally if, yeah and okay. she says
3: august uh that's fine but sooner would be better and she doesn't do it as good as mr dully does because the way she does it is like i would be offended if i was live because she yeah. doesn't give any explanation she's like oh you'll be out in august Early would be better. It's like, okay, bitch. Like, what are you trying to get me out of the house?
2: Don't you think if Mrs. Dudley told the same exact story Mr. Dudley told in the same exact way, Liv would be, I'm out right now.
3: Yeah. Well, Yeah. I mean... I guess not. You don't know because... Of how she's acting, you don't know if she's still like yeah, yeah bewitched true. or haunted. She's like, "I'll
0: pray for you, bitch," and leaves. Okay, <laughs> that's well, the end of that scene.
1: Sorry, there was a few other things I just yeah, there's there is r- something. ripped over to the second page of my notes. At one point, Mrs. Dudley <laughs> <laughs> drops the line, "Hold the door." Whoa, no. hold the door. That's hold it. The that's door. all she says. Hold when she's saying like, even if even if your kids hate you, hold the door. She says a line about the house, which is exactly what Old Hugh said. The house is hungry, st- stupid and hungry, just like anything else in the world. When she was saying, you know, they offered me the job, I turned it down. And then I found I heard there was two children the same age as my dot 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 trailed off my daughter when she died. Why is it? Did she say when she died? No, oh, he's, you're he's, guessing. Yeah, guessing. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. So, and I mean, it makes sense because Abigail was the same age with the twins because they slept overhead.
0: Yeah, and months. that's that's a good piece
2: of <laughs> information that we rucks, didn't dude. know from You guys are fucking rugs. That Mrs. Dudley only agreed to help out with the house because the cranes were bringing in children. Right. That's the only reason. And Mr. Dudley never told us anything like that, right? No. Okay.
3: She No, They. I don't think Mr. Dudley ever said anything besides they won't come at night. Like I don't think he said that she didn't want to help
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: the last thing she says it's different in the night in the dark and then at the same time i was like well luke was at nell's burial and got, almost got dragged in by a coffin so even in the daytime she nobody yeah but no the house 100
0: at night is when it when it really it like really sinks off. its teeth into you yeah. and then during the day you could still like she hot mama is is in a daze during the day but i think the the poison quote-unquote mm-hmm. happens at night and then it and it, yeah. it um what do they say it it spills over yeah like a dream so the next scene is the vanity scene Mirror punch. and From we see two episodes yes yeah, so right. and we see what hot mama sees which is adult luke, luke and now. now adult dead,
1: dead. Luke and now. what did, did they say
0: We never really talked about what you guys think about Luke being dead on the floor with the vomit. Yeah. And like why he's. You're right. We We did gloss
1: over that a little bit. What do you guys think? Because everything they've predicted so far, the ghost meaning, has come true. So I think Luke's going to die in like the next episode and I'm fucking pissed. Through
2: an overdose or poison. And can
0: I tell you, this isn't a spoiler, but that scene is what nell saw on her on the ceiling
3: when she was freaking when, out in the oh, hotel room yeah right.
4: mm-hmm.
0: when
3: she was saying i'm checking on luke because he's yeah. like in um, that
0: button down funeral thing like the white shirt just like okay oh. out on the wall so let's
2: let's say that that is how he dies next episode it's not an overdose it's a it's poison right
1: yeah i'm sure the ghost killed him, made him kill himself somehow okay is okay is what i think
2: all right there's that's just a dot connecting scene that connected from episode 7 so now we go to the flash to young Hugh freaking out about Liv breaking the mirror.
0: He's like, "You dumb bitch, why the fuck would you do that? Steve told me what you did. I heard it from Steve's mouse and she's like, I can't say I can't what to, Steve yeah. saw." But <laughs> I
1: was like, "Shut up." <laughs> Could you imagine first of all doing this Amazing thing for your mother, this amazing gift. She looks at it for 30 seconds and then punches it. Like, are you kidding me? I would be like, all right, mom, fuck you. Yeah. And she's like, it was an accident.
3: He's like, you punched
4: it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, this is where she goes into. And I love this line. I think the writing here is great when she says, all those familiar feelings about nervous and excited and this and that. She said, all those familiar feelings are gone. All the colors are gone. I'm only scared. And I was like, that was great writing.
1: Hugh, when he was saying like, what am I to do? Literally, you're giving me no options. And then he goes, you know what you are? You're just stressed because of the house flip. Cause of the kid, no. she's like, no, like I'm not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool parallel. It's not connected in any way, but that's a very cool parallel to what Theo was feeling as opposed to Theo feeling nothing, all the mom felt was scared. And if that was the only thing driving you, it would make you do some wild things.
0: Yep, yeah. And it's,
3: it's cool to think about the parallel where earlier in, you know, early season, hot mama says, usually my migraines have colors all over the place and now it's just all black.
1: Yeah. yeah, all the colors are gone. Yeah, I'm God, just man. I scared. need to
2: rewatch this show. The second we finish, I know it. there's so much. I forgot about that. That yeah. was I remember taking a note specifically about that too.
1: Could you imagine how horrible life would be if your only emotion was like to be scared? Mm-hmm. Would you rather have
3: fear as your only emotion or no emotion nothing. at all? I
2: would much rather nothing. Have nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so anyway, mom agrees to (laughs) mom, hot mama (laughs) agrees to leave the house ASAP as in tomorrow morning. She's going to go to Aunt Janet's. And then that's the end of that scene. We skip to the next morning and Liv is saying bye to all the kids before she goes. They're lying to the kids about why she's leaving. And they also talk about Abigail first. Yeah. Yeah, So
0: so she's walking out the door and Luke kind of Luke wants to go with her. First of all, and she's like, no, sorry. And Luke goes up and is like, "Can Abigail spend the night?" Mm. So cute, and she's like, "Sure, you little dummy." <laughs> <laughs> no one thinks she's actually real. Mm. And I think it. I think the way they did the Abigail in the bed reveal was awesome. That blew my
1: mind.
2: Yeah,
0: awesome. So the next scene, we got a couple back and oh, forth.
1: Real quick, Luke, ghost. Yeah, There's a ghost in the scene. Oh, I, nice. missed it. I didn't find it.
4: Is that no, you're no, no? no. Say? That's the you, one you got. Yeah. Oh, this is the this. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, in the, the back fa- right corner. Yeah, in
1: yeah the the doorway. S- yeah, standing at the bottom of the stairs, mm-hmm. saying bye, like you'll be okay. I never in And this. Back, it's... back, back right, dude's in the doorway. Yeah. You literally have to
3: be looking because if you're not looking, it's 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 less than a second where you get the the pan. Mm-hmm. And almost every time they're they have the scene a scene where it's showing someone at the stairs in that viewpoint yeah. there's always someone to the right or left
2: i couldn't find any in this episode except for that though yeah there's Did you, uh, you, the, it's the last one you said was this episode this episode yes. yeah i didn't catch that one. well
3: it's it's actually i didn't catch it i had to look it up okay yeah
1: uh so he's in the basement he's taking down the plastic to you know expecting to see all this black mold gone and he rips it looks at it it's like he didn't do anything it's all still there he's so defeated saying like you gotta be kidding me he literally has to sit down on the floor because he can't believe what he's seeing because basically the whole plan is fucked yeah this house is fucked
3: and this is where it blurs it out and it zooms in on the rat poison yeah
1: i i I literally wrote down i was like that's gonna be something i wrote down constituent and this long-ass chemical you're omniscient bro (laughs) i'm just on a pod
0: hi mama calls from the hotel room she obviously didn't go to Aunt janice
2: wow you undersold that i was fucking okay, raising no no it's nothing, <laughs> just you started with the hotel the motel room
4: I've, i thought that was
2: dope because that's where <laughs> nell sat for like 12 hours the night before yep. she killed herself that's where the family went the night after the night yeah i loved every part of that, I just, night that i'm night. glad
0: you liked it that I much i liked it that much too but i
2: like when she was on the phone and she's like lying talking about and aunt janet yeah oh Hugh says hi
1: crying like she's her eyes look like they're water and she's terrified looking dead straight
2: i could tell from the backdrop i was like this has got to be the motel
1: room <laughs> so funny when it cuts to this scene and Hugh's on the phone yells at the kids quiet it's your mother luke goes hi mom <laughs> <laughs> And little old loose. Hugh's eyes just roll, like, shut up. The kids are
0: being insane. Oh, my yeah. God. Insane.
2: It's the first time they're, like, cheaper by the dozen style. Just oh, yeah. annoying. Thought, I thought
3: the same I was thing. thinking about
1: that, too. Ask mom with the couscous. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the most important thing right now. I
0: like when, sh- later in the episode, when Cheryl's like, dad really phoned in. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such so a funny little...
3: we have hot mama leaves. She goes to the motel. She call- She's there for however long. She calls Hugh. Then the rest of the night happens. She shows up. Then the night happens that night. And then they go back to that motel all within 24 hours. Oh,
2: shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that motel. Do you think they charged him twice?
3: <laughs> Hugh, Hugh, the, once Hugh, Hugh buys the one for the mom. Yeah. Hugh buys the motel room and he writes down his signature and he's like, Wait a second. Hot <laughs> Mama was just here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> can't yeah, really. All right. We we're ready to go through? Because this is this is where all the, yeah, notes yeah, the rest of the episode come in.
0: But I want to say that Hill House is fucking dope in the daytime. This is the first time we're seeing it when the taxi drops her back off. I'm like or when it picks her up, I guess. Yeah, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. It's I'm like, bumping
3: too. Yeah, there's a million people coming in and out
4: working. So it's
2: the,
0: the motherfucking
2: night. And Hot Mama took a cab from the motel back to the Hill house. And what she does is she goes in. It's the middle of the night. Clearly she's standing over Hugh's sleeping body in the same living room,
1: holding her. Yes. Her wedges. wedges.
3: She was is holding she- her wedges. <laughs> Wait, what? In her hand. She's holding her wedges. The shoes, the yeah. shoes
0: that I called her out. Cause she was now, like going to bed in fucking heels. I feel like basically.
3: haunted hot mama is not very smart because she didn't need to bring all of her luggage back. That's just that, like the like, Hugh only knows she's actually home she's and they're not bullshitting. Steps. Yeah. <laughs>
0: She's not fully losing it yet. Like, oh, she's, she's, like she's, she's,
3: she's back. I mean, I mean she's, she's, losing it.
0: she's losing it, but she's still like a human who would be like, let me grab my bags. You know, it's not like she's one track minded ghost fucking evil. Well, I mean, she's like, like, let, let me she's... get
3: a cab and come home and poison yeah, my kids. I kind of
0: thought she's already in
2: the state of mind. Once she hit the motel. Yeah. Room, she, I thought she was in the state of mind. She thinks she's
0: acting in the kid's best interest. That's how fucked up she is right yeah. now from like, I
2: but mean, yeah mean so that means poppy's fucked up she's poppy's fault everything's poppy's fault sure
0: okay hi poppy <laughs> all
1: right so let's do it so okay. cheryl comes well first of all hot mom goes into the basement bends over gets the rat poison mm-hmm. <laughs> then Wait, did,
4: did she actually
2: like he, pick it up in this scene i thought it, this is another she, scene where it just focuses on it she, but, no, she, she walks it down guess okay
1: she, she doesn't get she it. walks to it does she pick it up i don't know yeah she goes and gets but it. she bends over which that's is, what i was laughing <laughs> because
3: i was like oh she's got you gotta say that she's been over oh, she was bent over that's not nice
1: <laughs> and then <laughs> cheryl young cheryl comes down the steps for a midnight snack what pause midnight snack dude in the middle of haunting a hill house
3: let me just walk all here. the way from my room to the kitchen
0: Shirley's a skeptic she doesn't think it's all a
3: wolf house in there mm. during the storm.
0: I felt the <laughs> same
2: they... exact way, Jay Spang. I was like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> She'll what... know
0: what we know.
3: I don't care how hungry I am,
2: Dude, man. I have trouble walking from my room to the kitchen. That's like five <laughs> feet. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: is this is this a three or three snack or is it a midnight snack? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this might be a three o three
3: snack. Yeah. I, wait.
2: Speaking of that, has that ever come into play again, or that was just a? I mean,
3: all that matters is it came into play because its exact moment Nell died, and they all woke up.
2: Yeah. Fine.
0: That's a very much like so first five also, episode thing.
2: And it was also just like a, I guess, a play on the horror genre because three o'clock is supposed to be like the Exorcist witching hour. Yeah. That must have been just yeah, like a random thing.
3: It's just an homage, I think.
2: Cool.
1: She wants to touch me. Oh. So I was in. Of the last cigarette on my
4: teeth,
1: <laughs> dude. The
2: three first or three. three or three references yeah. dropped. I forget what it was. What it was, was it? I just said it's
1: just I, about the clock, right? Don't I, trust yeah, the hoe. I have a note that says, Don't <laughs> trust the hoe. Never trust the hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust the hoe. It's
0: still funny, it's just as funny. Okay,
2: so Cheryl is in the kitchen and she sees Hot Mama in her white gown, and this is the gown that now it's clicking that in the first episode. The very first episode when Steve is being carried out by Young Hugh, and he's taking him to the car. You see in the background at the time, I thought it was bent neck lady just chasing I, down the hall. But now we know it was like hot mama waking up from the stupor of being knocked the fuck out. I
1: said on a pod, at, I think Jimmy asked me, "Who do you think it was?" Yeah, I was yeah. like, "I think it was a random ghost." I don't think it was an actual mom, bitch. That was the actual mom, yeah, bitch. In your face. Yeah, it was crazy. so that
2: she's in the infamous gown right now. I also is not the. Does Nell put that gown on when she hangs herself? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah. so
1: the gown. Yep. The gown. The gown. It's like a baptism. How is that? Suicide. After yeah. all
0: those injuries we heard, how is that? It might not be that gown because how could that gown still... That should be an evidence I somewhere. don't
1: think it is. This is more of a ballroom, and she was kind of more... that was more of a nightgown, not like a Either ballroom.
0: Either way, My, Ghost Top Mama, Mama gave her something to wear. Yeah. It was something of the sort, but so- I think that would be soaked in blood. Yeah. When,
2: when Cheryl approaches live and she's very shocked that she's still there lives main quote that she says in the scene is are you dreaming too so at this point you know she is just gone reality yep. is not a thing anymore to hot mama and yeah.
0: freaking cheryl out enough that she that cheryl goes to q and yeah. is like Dude, she's
3: like you and steve grew up so fast kittens need their mommies and then they don't kittens yeah. play on the Cheryl yeah. the episode. Well, That's the
0: exact line that she says, kittens yeah. need their mommies oh, and, the, really? and then they don't. Yep. Yeah. It's an exact line.
1: That line of, are you dreaming too? Is hard. She's literally asking, am I going to have to kill you as well? Or do yeah, you, right. you want to like, wake up? Yeah, Fucking insane. <laughs> and there you can see the rat poison bottle on the counter yep. next to her. It's, it's dark and you can see the outline. Um, as
2: she puts the tea set
1: together, and you're watching but you know what's going. Yeah.
2: It's
0: so funny because Cheryl walks in the kitchen and is hearing clanks. Yeah, and it takes is... her a little bit to go, like, turn around and be like, Mom, what's up? I fuck? hear
2: clanks. I'm springing. Well, <laughs> yeah.
3: maybe Cheryl should have been scared because when she is in the kitchen, there is a scariest lady looking through the really? window at her. Oh, can I and, see this yeah, one? Yeah. And it is really, like, right. Actually, this is another.
2: Oh, my God. That's really,
1: like, matters. right. <laughs>
2: Oh my god. It's a yeah, Halloween spin off. That's crazy. Okay. That's like how Well, well the I al- that one.
1: The only reason Cheryl I guess wasn't completely frightened was because she saw her mom's purse mm-hmm. and luggage That's and true. shit and then she was like, "Oh, okay." But I mean, if I heard clinking or anything m- middle of the night, I'm running right back to uh, my bed.
3: And so, also, I, 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 one more ghost for Cheryl when she's coming down, and that is why you don't get snacks at 303. When she's walking down the stairs, there's a dude staring at her from the doorway before she gets into the kitchen. Horrible.
0: So she goes into the bedroom and sees Luke on the floor and is kind of like shook by it. And then cute-ass Abigail pops up and is like, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Like, you can't tell my mom. She's really protective. Like, so fucking cute. I'm like...
2: That blew my mind. That was a wild twist because i is that the first time she talks to yep. yeah yeah i did not think that that was gonna i thought she was gonna be a ghost yeah so the last thing we get in the twins bedroom is hot mama has the tea set and poured out poison in the cups and she says it's okay that abigail's here let's go all to have a tea party
1: would you like to join and Mel, our secret tea party Nell
2: gets really hyped because that's she's been talking about it for episodes
0: yeah seriously yeah. this is big for Nell yeah. i'm really yeah. happy for her
1: <laughs> this is when they walk to the red room the door is open now how hype is that she's like you got it open you found the key and (laughs) hot mom says do you want to hear a secret we are the
4: key
3: what well nell didn't say anything about there not being any unicorns in there yeah (laughs)
0: she's like where's the fucking cotton candy machine yeah
2: but hold on now i'm thinking about it because in the first episode when they're at the red door, it's just—I think it's just Nell and Cheryl, or Nell and Theo. It's two of the gir- Nell it's and ten. Cheryl. Nell, Nell and Cheryl, and they're trying to get it open. Hot Mama's clearly downstairs with living a normal life at this point, and they walk away and they see the shadow move. So something is deeper than just it going to be a black, moldy room where Abigail dies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm waiting for the room. I of, forgot about that fact. Room of so there's requirement. Room requirement. Premium so uh, came from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's at, at, the vibes I'm getting to
1: now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like we are the key. Yeah.
0: So at the same time, parallel scenes, cross cutting, you get Cheryl tells daddy and he is fucking running around trying to find at the same time where the tea party is starting. So it goes back and forth, but let's go full tea party. And just know in the meanwhile, meantime, he was freaking out trying to look for yeah. it and, and finds that the,
1: Well, yeah, kids'
0: twins room is empty. He
1: went to the kitchen, saw the poison and And saw her stuff to prove that she's there. Yeah. Like, what the fuck goes to check all the kids room? Meaning it's more
2: than just a ghost apparition of hot mama. She's there. And then we flashed to the red room. And the first thing I wrote down was Abigail saying, you can't tell my mom, though. She worries about everything. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down, it's definitely Poppy's ghost kid. (laughs) 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 So I guess that's not where I was. What I thought I thought I. Thought. (laughs) Well,
3: you just skipped over the fact that hot mom was like Abigail. How do you like your tea? And Abigail's like I don't know.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I have Abigail doesn't know how to take her tea. Lmao. Yeah. (laughs) But I like when Luke says she's sneaky like me. I'm like you're so fucking cute, and he loves Abigail. I'm like these two are bros. These two are absolute bros.
1: And the mom is saying like, what this is all about is keeping you guys safe and stuff like
0: that. When they're at the table and all of them are blowing on the cups and everything, were you like, do not take a fucking sip? Do not take a fucking sip? Yeah, because like, that's were it, you it
2: flashes to, but- to Hugh seeing the, the poison next to her bags and it flashes back and this is where we get the couple stars yeah. line which flashes to Clara saying it earlier. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
3: And you guys weren't nervous about Luke or Nell taking a sip because you know
2: they yeah,
0: live. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even thinking about it. I was nervous.
2: <laughs> so, Hot Mama is ready to go full... Colt suicide fruit punch or you know fruit <laughs> pun- <laughs> drink the punch <laughs> no, we all die that's, yeah. that's pretty much mm-hmm. what it is yeah right? it is yeah and Abigail instantly drinks the the cup like Abigail
0: straight dying right yeah. now Huge,
2: son. you know we're always flashing back and forth he's freaking out and he's running towards the door and Abigail instantly starts suffocating and dying from the poison. And that's when Hugh busts through the door at this moment. She's foaming from the mouth.
0: What a king just slapping those cups and and clearing the table with his arms. And and the kids are like, what the heck, Dad?
4: Like, why did you do (laughs) that? He just (laughs) ruined the tea
1: party. (laughs) Yeah, the hot mom's saying, stop. He grabs her by the arms. I guess really hard. Bruises her. Well, she pushes him saying, stop, you know. He shoves her back against the wall head contusion yep. knocks her out so with and he's all saying the- what are you doing or something this like, is what frantic. theo saw
0: too can you imagine like seeing that out of context and-
1: well yes i can because we did see it out of context and we we theorized what it could be and like we were saying like oh like hugh's an abusive dad you <laughs> <laughs> we
2: were mean yeah so,
1: look so, remember when you thought he was
3: a bad guy yeah i was uh, just gonna that's, say that's the
1: beauty of rooks and vets we, yeah. we said mark this down the pod episode i think yeah. it was episode three yeah like what do you think at this moment you think he is a good dad or a bad dad yeah and you were so team bad dad okay. i was good dad you swayed me <laughs> yeah to be a bad dad and now he's back let me defend myself
2: that i still think he was like an ignorant jerk for the most of it even to the point of the earlier this episode when he's telling Hot Mama she's stressed, like that was the point I was getting to. Was he was so ignorant, unwilling to listen to his family, just pushing everything to the side? That's. Uh, but you're right. I, I did definitely uh, say fuck. Okay, it
3: pause. The scene just ended. What are you guys thinking about before
2: Liv wakes up again? You mean?
3: About, I'm just saying the scene ended in the way where we're going to be moving to the next scene where he's running out of the room. So I, what are you guys thinking about, Abigail? What are you guys thinking?
2: My first question is, that pretty much accounted for everything that I could think of off the top of my head that Theo saw when she touched Hugh, except Theo did see a quick flash of gray version of mom. And I, we didn't get that yet. Yet. Right. But
1: Hugh goes back in episode 10.
2: Does he? I thought he goes back and gets Steve-
1: no, so no, he's he drives. About. The,
2: he drives the kids. Oh, that's a hundred. You're right. He Next episode the kids, is the three hours. Yeah, like
0: yeah, yeah, those yeah. three hours that okay, the cop right, was right. questioning sorry, about. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no problem. So that's that. Is <laughs> so that, that that's, that's
3: the rooks? That's <laughs> the, is the that point.
2: Everything that we saw, Paul, in the flashes that Theo saw, except what I just mentioned.
1: You see, Abigail. We for saw quick. the tea party. See, yep. We uh, saw the slam. Abigail sitting on the bottom of the spiral steps. We got
2: when she becomes a ghost again. Is she in her blue Johns?
1: Yeah. Well, we got we got Abigail
3: at the bottom of the steps in the Nell episode when she's she remember, she sees her and follows her up the stairs to go yeah. to the tea party. But so I don't how know would why that yeah, I don't the the f- she would. See when, that was, from when, when did the, the father? Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure.
3: OK, but um, but I'm asking. So now what
2: else we think? Like, well, I mean, you well,
1: guys earlier were saying he's a, she's a ghost. I have uh, Abigail is the other body. So meaning when the cop says we didn't even talk about the other body. This is what it was.
2: Yeah, I love that because I completely forgot about that line. And now we know for a fact that Abigail was alive. But
0: I just want to say on the Abigail front that when I was first watching this, who cares about Abigail, right? And it ends up being such a cool reveal. Luke, you said this already, something you didn't know you needed Mm -hmm. that like, oh, shit, Abigail's real. That whole time they've been like drop in little clues and shit. And then she's fucking real and she's the other body and she's a huge death. Like this is hot. Mama literally killed somebody. She really fucking killed somebody and a baby girl.
2: It was wild to me. Cause just the drawings in the treehouse from little Luke earlier, all of it pointed to classic, just ghost, right? Especially with the old timey clothes that she had going on. I did not think for a second that she was any more real than Bent neck lady. So that was, I mean, yeah. Really, I mean,
3: I, I, I think was, the show—that's the the show did its job. Yeah. I think that's the point, you know.
2: I was just so fucking mind blown going back a couple of scenes. The second she had a actual conversation with Liv, that part to me was so unreal. I didn't and think we can were you going imagine?
3: That can you imagine being Hugh at this point? Because now she's screwed. Because if she, you know, he pulls her away, she was gonna just kill the kids. But now, if she doesn't kill herself, she's going to jail it's yes. over no matter what yes you know you can't just be like oh she was haunted and killed abigail
1: at the same time it's like what the fuck because we cut to the car all the kids are in there besides steve she was on his way to get him assumably and baby luke looks up and he's like abigail's okay she's in the window so it's like
0: that's... they witness her choke and die and then he's like wait just fine she's like what
1: like, it's just so confusing.
0: Now, think about how scarring that is for Luke and how when Joey was saying that he wrote short stories about the Abigail and Steve's like, oh, you're a little stupid fucking imaginary friend, Abigail, when Luke literally knew she was real, watched his mom kill her, and then was told his whole life that she wasn't real.
3: And saw her come back to life and then leave her. Like, he thinks they left yeah. her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's insane. Abigail was a really good part of this episode. And then as we have this whole Luke scene, Abigail in the window, it's the connecting the dots from the first episode, as we've been mentioning, with young Hugh in Steve's room holding the doorknob. And Liv just wakes up after this whole scene and she's just... She's fucked up all over like her what, ankles what her up ankles or, messed up. She's got a concussion again. She's she's hurt all over. She's, a she's creature. limping. Yeah, she's limping. And she is right outside Steve's room with Hugh and Steve on the other side and Poppy's ghost pops up and is telling her they're on the other side. Like the, he's trying to take your kids. Uh, they're not
1: safe. Dude, from episode 1. I, one of my biggest questions was who was turning that fucking doorknob? Like I was expecting it to be some ghost. It was the fucking mom. Yeah, it was live yeah. trying to kill her son, like get in there to kill. like, that's insane. And right before that, while Hugh is in the upstairs hallway, walking to Steve's room, Steve's room, he stops, turns around. There's five ghosts behind him. looks like a whole happy family. <laughs> turns to the other side of the hallway. There's old, uh, william hill walking, walking up, up with his steps. with his cane and his top Were hat. any
2: of them recognizable except for poppy i was paused and looked i know?
1: tried to distinguish i one kid was not in a wheelchair i know that for yeah. a fact um i was looking to try to see if there was old hazel and there might have been like the front one it's just all zombies kind of look alike uh, you it, see hazel in, one, a, in, second, in a second yeah. 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 well
2: straight up i thought i mean it's definitely not what it was but i thought one of the ghosts looked like a ghost that had multiple cameos in um like the background. Okay. One of them did had the white face, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they go that deep. Probably not. Uh, You'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will. So the mom's limping through the house. She's, she's grabbing on the doorknob. Right. And then Poppy's talking to her, convincing her to do all this. But, but Hazel is in the corner in her room saying that one lies like fuck her basically yeah do not listen to her i this, love
1: granny hazel this yeah. is what i loved when there was an actual conversation between alive live Liv and one of the ghosts from the house not being poppy because poppy's a lying bitch yeah <laughs> she's yeah creepily is like she's a liar or a mm-hmm. liar
0: even ghosts have, like, beef and drama. They're like, you yeah. don't know. Poppy's yeah. being so annoying. But that
2: plays yeah. a little bit into what we were talking about earlier, Paul, that not all the ghosts killed by Hill House are just bent on evil.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: Okay, that makes
3: sense. Except she just wants to be there to scare the little kids and she's saying, Claire. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's true, it though. like it. Poppy was yeah. the
2: clinically insane one, so she would be an evil ghost. You know, I, I buy that. And
3: you know, I mean, yeah, you don't really know any of their motives. The freaking... Mr. Hill. He
1: just wanted his top hat back from Luke.
3: <laughs> you know, he wasn't scaring him. Yeah, that's true.
1: What pisses me off is after this scene, while she's in there talking to Hazel, Hugh, with Steve's eyes closed, runs down the hallway. He's bringing him to the car. She runs out after him, like Luke was saying. So it's confirmed. When Steve did a horrible job of keeping his eyes closed, he opened them up and saw his mom. Right. So... When that happens, she kind of goes to the window. She's watching them leave in the car. Poppy's in her ear saying, he's killing them. They're taking him away from you. Hot Liv finally goes, shut up. Kind of turns around, tries to hit her. She disappears. And it's like almost five minutes of clarity. Yeah. It's like she's not under the spell right now. And she's limping around. And she walks back up to the red room. And a really cool fucking detail On the floor as she's walking by is the hammer and the crowbar that Hugh was using to try to rip open the door earlier in the day. Mm. And he got so pissed he was banging on it and his hands started to bleed. Look at
4: you.
1: So the fact that they put that in there, they're like, let's just keep this hammer on the floor for the entire show. Insane. Um, She walks in. She finds Abigail's dead body and is crying like, holy shit. Like, I just killed the child.
2: And that's when Abigail's ghost comes back out with her blue dress, the the OG dress. And she starts walking towards the door and another ghost grabs her hand.
1: Liv says to ghost Abigail, are you awake or are you free? Are you awake
0: now? So that is your five minutes of clarity where she's running around and seeing Abigail's body and being upset when she sees the ghost, she clicks back into crazy and it's like, are you awake now? Mm. It's like, fuck. Well, (laughs) it's
1: almost like shit. Maybe it did work. Maybe that was the right thing to do. Right. She's awake. And maybe I do need to go. So that little view, that little interaction is like, all right, a hundred percent. Now I got to kill my kids.
2: So after that, she walks back to the same spot that Nell Committed suicide at on top of the steps, right? Real
1: quickly, mm-hmm. the wo- lady who grabbed Ghost Abigail's hand and they walked away. Are we assuming that is Poppy?
0: No, that's no. you know what Poppy looks like young. That's just yeah. like another woman. That could be, could be like, super young Hazel. It could be I don't know. I thought
1: it was like Poppy, like done up in like another outfit.
0: So Poppy is basically talking her on the ledge, like not off on it, and she wants to wake up.
2: It was a very similar methodology that that Liv uses on Nell. And does she jump or does she get pushed too? She no, gets
0: pushed, but she basically just falls forward. Yeah,
1: they don't touch. That's what I was like. What the fuck? Poppy was reaching out. Was she gonna push her? She looked like she was like. Almost reaching to stop her. It was just like a weird. I think it's just symbolism. Yeah, yeah. I
2: Definitely. totally agree. I thought the ro- there was the rope. Wasn't the rope there?
1: Yep, it was. there. The I, sound was when she hits
2: the ground, I was convinced the like, ground. Yeah, I was convinced she was going to hang herself. I yeah. did not expect that at all.
1: Uh, I Well, we did learn last episode that she did throw herself off the steps. Okay. So I was expecting it. I mean, and her I, head. Just,
2: I just saw the nail rope and assumed it was going to yeah. go the same way.
1: Uh, well, she would have been bet and neck live. Bet and neck live. Yeah. Who knows? So I just have in all caps thud, like (laughs) literally thud. The sound was horrible.
2: This next scene, yeah, the next scene is so good.
1: Showing all the all the rooms in the houses that night, and then it goes to the front door, and it's somebody putting the key in the front door. You're expecting. Hugh to walk back, in, yeah. like, looking for it. And all of a sudden, it's the entire family coming into the house for the first time.
0: Bright-eyed, bushy tails. Everyone's wearing bright colors. We get the,
2: it smells weird
1: in here. And it's cold.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: yeah.
1: freezing in here. Don't be dramatic.
0: <laughs> just, like, so much potential for what a happy family moving yeah. into this new adventure. The
1: kids are running through the rooms,
2: fighting over who sleeps where, all of that. And it's just live at the bottom of the staircase and Hugh walking up. And she looks at him and says, you guys go on without me. And he turns and says, how could we?
0: Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. Right? That's the exact line I wrote. I was like, how could we?
1: It's just so sad that they have the juxtaposition of the family at their weakest moment and the family walking into the house all Bright-eyed for the first time. Mm -hmm. So, what Uh, we're
2: getting next episode is these last three hours after Hugh goes back after the motel and he drops the kids off there.
3: All questions answered. So, what's, do you guys have theories? You guys, anything you want to talk about? We've been Uh, been
2: pretty much dropping most of our thoughts as we hit the subjects.
1: Theory that is not confirmed yet, but I'm like completely on board. Abigail is Claire's daughter. But what I want to know is the three hours that happened. When Hugh left the kids at the motel to go back and get mom. And then when the mom gets in the cab to leave to go to Aunt Janet's, quote unquote, the first time, like we need to know what happens. I hope they show whatever made her stay and go into the hotel room instead of actually getting on the flight.
0: So it's interesting like were to assume that Hamama never made any plans mm-hmm. to leave to actually oh, go. Okay. Yeah, which is which is like dark cuz mm-hmm. it's like wow you're really just going to
3: makes you w- look way worse. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah because <laughs> there was like no, probably no flight, no nothing. Yeah. There you have it. One episode left. I can't wait for the rooks to know all the secrets and have their minds fucking blown. October 9th, Netflix drops Haunting of Bly Manor, and we'll be covering that as well. For now, if you like what you heard, give Town TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Tune in to the next episode for the season finale and our final thoughts. Thanks for listening and have the best day ever black dress Bye. with
2: the tights underneath i got the breath of a last cigarette on my teeth and she's an actress, actress. but she ain't got no need she's got money from her parents in a trust fund back east
5: tongues always
4: press to your cheeks while my tongue is on the inside of some other girl's teeth